This huge story broke on Friday. The Durham report investigating the Clinton campaign, Russia Gate, new filing directly implicates the, the Clinton campaign and spying on not just candidate Trump, but also the office of the executive, the, 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 pre, the executive office of the president. This is some of the most uh, uh, damning information we've gotten yet. And now we have um, new information. It is being suggested that there could be potentially uh, several indictments over the information released by uh, the Durham investigation, but we'll see. Don- and we'll, we'll get into all the details, of course. Donald Trump responded by saying, Something to the effect of, in a stronger time, you would get the death penalty for such actions. I think I think Donald Trump's wrong because treason is you, you can get the death penalty for treason, but this is usually uh, t- treason is is a, a aiding and abetting a foreign adversary in a time of war. Sedition is subversion of government, so it's it's very different. I don't know if you get the death penalty for that, but you know perhaps. All I can say is, wow, that was a spicy escalation. And then as we're getting ready, uh, uh, you know, and doing our work of the day, another story happened this morning. A Democratic candidate in Louisville was shot at, and his uh, fortunately the bullet only grazed his clothing. So we're we're grateful that nobody got hurt on this one. This could be this could be a big nothing burger. I mean, the story itself is is crazy. This is a Democratic mayoral candidate. It's not the the biggest deal in the world in terms of federal level politics, but it's still you know things are getting so insanely hyperpolarized in this country. There's fears that this could be overtly politically motivated. Or it could be, I don't know, a PR stunt or something. I really doubt it. But a lot of people are saying, let's wait for the evidence on this one. It could turn out to just be a crazy person doing something crazy. However, you know, typically when I see someone going after politicians, I think we should take it very, very seriously because, uh, I mean, it just shows, especially right now, how things are getting absolutely out of hand. Not only do we have those stories, apparently we have near martial law in Canada Invoking of war powers by Trudeau to shut down these trucker protests. I'm exhausted, both uh, uh, physically and mentally, with all of this crazy news. And get this, we've got even more stories about Joe Rogan because they're not letting up. I mean, the culture war is is escalating to something absolutely uh, insane. So we'll talk about other stuff. We've got a lot of other stories. We've got AOC in the news. we got CNN. And uh, joining us to talk about all this is Daniel Turner. Thank you. Great to be here again. Yeah, yeah. You want to quickly introduce Loving yourself? Loving it. Yeah, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, Daniel Turner PTF on Twitter, and it's awesome to be back with you also. Thanks right for on. having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. And we also have Olivia Rondeau. I am so happy to be back. I think it's my third time on now. Third time on now. Um, I'm just a conservatarian journalist and commentator. I'm on Twitter at Rondeau Olivia. Right on. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland over here. Happy to be here. Honk that like button. Yes. I am also here in the corner pushing buttons, as I always do. Very excited to have Olivia and Daniel. Love them both. Going to be a good show. I love how I'm just like, the end is nigh. Everything's <laughs> falling apart. Everyone's like, hey, thanks for having me. It's really <laughs> it, it is Valentine's Day. No mention of love, <laughs> right? No, no. Love yeah. your neighbor. Black pills only. Yep, yep. <laughs> Can I just say it's sad that Lydia messaged me last minute. It was like, hey, are you, do you want to come on Monday? Like, literally, I had no plans, and it's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's not sad. <laughs> oh. It's okay. I'm it's not be, good to be open. I'm not into the tradition aspect. Yeah. Are you going to, like, find the love on a different day? Really? You're not into tradition, Ian. <laughs> no, I am no, so surprised at that. Yeah. No weird. I don't know why. Ian's got weird traditions of his own. Yes, yeah. he does. I Daniel like to, I was like, like, every day I come here, there's more 
crap. It's such a mess. Can you get the wide shot really quick? And look, you guys in the audience, let me know. Give me a one if you think this is as messy as, <laughs> as I think it is. It's pretty messy. Look at this. I feel like it's organized. Can you zoom in? I got some organized can, chaos. Yeah, I can zoom in. Yeah. There's an abacus yeah. now. Yeah. The abacus is a lint roller. This is an ancient calculator. Do you know how to use it? Yeah, it's really cool. It's very easy to oh use. Gosh, it's a you lot. count like you have it on its side, and you'll be like one, two, three, four, five, and when you get to five. Then this comes down, and that means five. <laughs> and then you'd be like six, seven. Uh, it's not supposed to be vertical. Like Ladies that. and gentlemen, yeah, this has working. been Learn the Abacus. So watch the Cast Castle vlog, and I'll show you how to, how to work an Abacus. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some crazy news and uh, try not to be too depressing. But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. Your memberships help sustain this operation, all the work we do, the expansion, the people we hire is all thanks to you guys signing up and being members. And as members, you get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. We will have an episode up around 11 or so p.m. tonight for you. You don't want to miss it. And again, your membership helps sustain all the work we do. So sign up if you want to help us keep going. And don't forget to smash that like button. Honk it. Uh, one like equals one honk. And subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's read this first story. We had this from the Daily Mail. Louisville Democratic candidate for mayor shot at an attempted assassination at his office, but escapes uninjured. Cops probe whether a politician was targeted because he is Jewish. Now, that's the gist of the story. They say that someone fought at the campaign office. This uh, this officer, Craig, uh, I'm sorry, this uh, candidate, Craig Greenberg, had his clothing grazed by the bullet. Fortunately, everybody is safe. And this may not be anything other than a crazy person because we don't know yet. However, I believe there was a member of the city council who said this was was an assassination attempt. Mm. So apparently somebody has been taken into custody. The The investigation is ongoing. There's concerns here because as things get more and more intense in, in, in the culture war and uh, with, you know, conflict between Trump, with the Durham investigation, with the January 6th committee, people become less and less trusting. So some feel like maybe this is just some mayor of a city in, in in the U.S., not even one of the biggest cities, but a big, big city for sure. It's a big city. And it's just a publicity stunt or, you know, a false flag or some other, you know, whatever. But I don't I don't know. I, I don't I don't fall into those. I, I genuinely think that you've got a lot of people out there, a lot of people. Some of those people are crazy and some of those people can be driven to extreme acts because they're unwell. So hope, I'll, I'll just say this. I hope this is it. I hope there's nothing more to this. But the reason I think this story was important to lead with was um, as we get more and more news about the political conflict escalation, Adam Kinzinger just came out last week and mm-hmm. said targeted assassinations are coming if there's going to be a new civil war. And then he said to Wolf Blitzer, I think it was Blitzer on CNN, that we would be naive not to think a civil war was coming. Of course, it's a trope at this point, Tim Pool mentioning it because I've been talking about it for some time. But I, when I see a story like this after Kinzinger says targeted assassinations mm. and then a Democrat candidate gets shot shot at, I'm kind of like, was he right? Yeah. Are we on, there, are on our way? I mean, we should be able to all universally condemn this, right, and say this is, you know, it, it's an, a, a, a terrible act and we're happy that no lives were lost. Um, but I do think you're smart to say, let's not jump into speculation too, too much because we don't know all the facts. Um, but, yeah, a terrible action. Uh, glad the person was caught, right? You said that they had they had caught the person. Suspect. A suspect was 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 caught, and that's important, right? It looks like the cops did their job, so that's but good. But this it could be nothing. 
You know, it's, it's someone it's matching a description, yeah. and for all we know, they're like, oh, it was some random guy. The fact guy. that it's a mayor, mayoral race just leads me to believe it could just be random. And the fact that they're just speculating, saying it could be because he's Jewish, mm. I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought maybe it could be mob-related, like he owed somebody money. There's mm. so many ifs. See, yeah. that seems like more of a reach. <laughs> mob-related? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A guy borrows money to try and win a, win, win yeah. a, a campaign, and then he's not paying up, or he's, you know, here, here you go. Yeah. He gets he borrows money now that he's in in the race and he, and he has a change of heart and he says I, I can't go through with this the people need me and they're like if you back out on us we're coming for you <laughs> see that but I, I agree that sounds crazy like you know what's the scary thing is a, a, a political assassination seems to, to me to be the most plausible outcome yeah. that somebody is just like the Democrats are crazy and, and awful and something like that it's really a testament to humanity how we how like because you're right it, it, it's not like that's hard it's like driving you know every day we drive these two thousand pound things past each other at 100 miles an hour and just per, you be driving car after car well no, 50 okay. miles in both oh, directions okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's like yeah. car after car after car and we just trust we live in trust and we don't we don't veer over and ram and but it, you could that's the crazy thing is people could it's easy to fail in reality and easy to go haywire it's challenging but but we do it so well we yeah. stay we stay on the on the level so I, well I don't believe any of the, the, the false flag stuff. Mm. You know, a lot of people think, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this first. Ass- assassination attempts really, really help candidates. It's kind of creepy and awful that it's yeah. the case. But it, it, it rallies people. You get a victim narrative. So I think for, for that reason, people would suspect a politician of trying to stage something like this to, to generate press. But I just really don't think, I mean, it is, it is like winning the lottery 10 times in a row. Yeah. To get the circumstances where a politician is going to be like, okay, after you shoot me, like, nah, this guy, the bullet grazed his clothing. I don't think this guy wanted it. It's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. even like entertaining the, the, you know, the, the idea, but there are people who absolutely are curious about whether they trust them or not. But yeah. I'll, I'll add one more thing. That's kind of how crazy it is politically that people would assume a politician would actually stage something like that, you know? Yeah, but let's not forget one of the most famous attempted assassinations of all time which was the assassination attempt on Reagan was because the guy was genuinely crazy and he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, Reagan was just the target because that's who Jodie Foster would be impressed at. I don't know if she was. Um, I don't think she was ever asked as a follow up, <laughs> oh like, Hey, no, did you, did no, you I get the guy's was. number? I she was, was probably, maybe she was. Maybe she was like, Hey, cool. Give me a call. Uh, obviously that's not what happened. Impressed, but, but not the kind of impression no, you want to no. make. No. <laughs> I, I, so I mean, it could be something like, the, the, sadly, there are a lot of crazy people in the world. You I'm know? pretty sure Jodie Foster has been asked about that. that. It was the Hinkley thing, right? Yeah, and, and I and think she was like 18 at the time, also, which no, is even no, weird. No. Like she was. No, I think she was like. Wasn't she like 12? She's even younger. Yeah, like yeah. imagine this poor yeah, kid. Yeah, you want to pull that one up? Like Jeez. you're, you're like a. I knew she was very. My point was that she's young. Yeah, and it's like, gosh. How, it was, was like how he, traumatizing he, for this poor. She was young. born in '62. He when was he shot? '82, '81. So she would have been 19, oh, okay. 18, yeah. 19, something like that. Okay, so you were right. Yeah, but still, she's a very young person. And uh, so there are just crazy people in the world. But yep. glad the mayor is, or the mayoral uh, uh, candidate, mayoral candidate is okay. She was yeah. twelve when she was in taxi. That might that's have, what it was. Taxi yeah. driver, right? And, and I guess he saw the movie or something. Mm. But yeah, I mean, do you think it has significance that this took place in Louisville? Because I know there was a lot of unrest there in the summer of twenty twenty because of Breonna Taylor. Right? Yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, Louisville, that's really interesting. Mm. But I don't know. I did kind of think about that because yeah. I was like, what if this happened in a different city? Like, if this happened in Chicago, I wouldn't even think this right, would happen. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be a <laughs> random shooting. It's another day. So, oh, it's really dark. We're laughing oh, at Oh, gosh, I know. Like, as soon as I started like, laughing, I'm like, if it was like, in a different city, I would have been yeah. like, you know, yeah. this yeah. might yeah. not be politically motivated. For the sake of definition, what's the difference mm. between attempted murder and attempted assassination? 
assassination? Like, what's where does it become no longer considered murder? And how Im- how important are you? Yeah, exactly. Like a public official or something. It's kind of crazy that it's that Sad. way. Like nobody assassinates <laughs> yeah. a plumber. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, like, oh, <laughs> exactly. A competing plumber company. Oh, maybe yeah. Shout out to all the plumbers. Out but there. as soon as the plumber announces, like, if the, actually, it's really weird, isn't it? If there was a guy, he's a plumber, right? And he's like, look, man, I'm just here to fix the pipes. And then one day he goes outside and he goes, we got to change the pipes in these town. And I'm going to do everything we can to change these pipes. And then someone shoots him. Like, mm. I guess, I guess what makes an assassination is if it was in direct opposition to your work in changing something about the public. Yeah, that's I, the first I, definition. I think it is. Yeah. And is it an assassination like the, the murder of someone because of their office? Yeah. And not yeah. just the murder of, because of their personhood, but because of their agency. Yeah. But, but mm. didn't John Lennon get assassinated? Um, yeah, but they think that was political that, too because he was so anti war. Assassination right. of John Lennon or do we say so. the murder? Murder? I don't know. That's, That's a good, a good point. Maybe the Beatles just defy all definitions. Yeah. And therefore. Yeah, John was like Gandhi. Like, he had that kind of political power. Yeah. I mean, he was very active in anti Vietnam War stuff. I mean, he was very influential. So. And his wife was an amazing singer. Oh, still, yeah, is. Amazing. still is. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the one person that should be pulling their music from Spotify. Yeah, she should not be on Spotify. <laughs> she shouldn't be anywhere. I don't know, dude. You know, uh, uh, Neil Young's back on Spotify. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, he's not back on, but his, a bunch of his music is still on and will never come off because he'd already signed the rights over oh. for compilations and stuff <laughs> to a bunch of the hits. Interesting. I didn't realize that. It's yeah. all one big joke. It, it's it's It just feels like it's all fake. But, but I guess the scary thing is politics is pop culture. Hmm. You know, so I, I've, I've been talking about this for a while. We... As you know, as we're looking to expand and, and do more uh, other kinds of content and books, it really is like everything's political. Eminem took a knee at the Super Bowl and everyone's saying it's political. And some people are like, you don't even know why he took a knee. Like no. he may have just been bowing or something, but just by getting on his knee and like – and then like he, he, what did he do? Put his hand on his face or something? Everyone's like, he took a knee for Black Lives Matter or something. And like It was Sunday. Maybe, maybe he was nailing yeah, down in prayer. Religious. You know, I mean he's a religious person. I, I don't know what his reasons are. I just think it was funny. That was the one white dude. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The one white guy kneels. No one else does. <laughs> That's why it was for you. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't political. The thing is the fact that everybody assumed it is, you know, politics is pop culture. So I wonder if when you see a story like this about a democratic mayor or a democratic candidate, it only happened because this is what's in the forefront of everyone's minds. Yeah. Mm. If they were talking about, you know, a movie or a band like John Lennon, like maybe just crazy people are seeing someone on the TV and they're like, he's beaming thoughts in my head. And so yeah. they go out and go after him. And if the crazy people don't hear about any of these people, they don't do it. With politics being so paramount to everything now, more crazy people, you know, might see this, see these people on TV and then target them and it could be completely not political. I was thinking as a species, I think we've lost our childlike innocence now that we have the internet and we're able to examine ourselves so well. We, we were no longer this innocent humanity that we were a hundred years ago. Mm. Now, I, but, and we've wait, lost. Wait, it. wait, 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 wait. But what wait. we, we've also seemed to lo- lost a lot of loss has gone to our childlike curiosity, which we need as a species. We need to retain that. What do you think people were like a couple hundred years ago? They just, they just lived in this ignorant allowance of like, let daddy lead the way and we'll support our guy. And now everyone's like active. Well, not everyone, but people are like hyper aware of what's going on. Everyone, everyone my age is an activist, you know, Mm -hmm. or activist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People are hyper aware. Bro, back, back in the day, people like they lived and breathed their politics because there was very few people. They did, but they didn't, they didn't see it like we get to see it. They weren't able to like listen to the president it wasn't, talk. 
Right, right, right. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Like 1700s, you'd be like chilling on your farm and a mail carrier would come with a letter and the letter's like, the president said these things three months ago. And you're like, well, how about that? Yeah. yeah. Like ima- imagine getting a letter and it's like, Joe Biden announced he's taxing you. He said this three months ago. It's already been passed by Congress. You owe us 10 bucks. And you're going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> told me that. Yeah. And then you'd have to, you'd be bound by it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, I think expediency has what is what the internet has changed and that's a whole that's a podcast in and of itself right but what has it done to society the the ability to know things in the immediate and the impatience people have for not knowing something right now yeah i think that's what's changed society. when you measure heat if, if heat transfer happens really 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 fast it gets hotter and mm. so if information is downloaded into your brain really 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 fast that mm. might be creating some sort that's of interesting. friction that's 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 a good way to think about it, it is. It's, it's like um if you're if you're driving your car and you're slamming the gas, you know, your car can overheat. You got to let up the gas a little bit so it doesn't get too hot. Mm. If people are absorbing too much information in terms of politics and culture, people start to overheat and there's no cooling off period. People need to get time to chill, but it's just it's endless. And then people snap, which brings me to our next story. Mm. Yeah, now I know you already had some thoughts on this Daniel cuz this one gets spicy, but uh I wanted to say this real quick before we get into it. The reason, one of the reasons I wanted to lead with that story about the the assassination attempt is because you know I, I'm worried about the violence escalating mm. and the rhetoric escalating, and that was a real world example of a potential escalation of political rhetoric. Because check out this story: The Guardian reports Congressman echoes Trump's claim that Clinton aides deserved to die. Mm. Jim Jordan's statement on Fox News is another example of violent rhetoric entering the Republican mainstream. Analysts say, okay. Let me give you the quick version before we get into all the nitty gritty. The Durham investigation has uh, made some very serious accusations against the Clinton campaign that they were, to simply put, spying on Donald Trump as a candidate and as the president. Very, very serious criminal allegations. Donald Trump stated in a stronger time, people would be put to death for this. Mm. Jim Jordan said Donald Trump's statements were right on target. Now, the media is reporting that Trump has called for the death of these people and that a member of Congress has agreed they should die. And that is a dramatic escalation of rhetoric. And to be fair, I mean, even Trump's statement was a little bold and probably not what we need to hear right now. But of course, the media is not going to sit back and say, Trump said people got the death penalty in the past for doing things like this. He didn't say they should get it. But of course, that's the, that's the narrative they're going to play towards. Yeah. And now we're marching towards... One side is going to see this and they're going to say, Donald Trump wants to kill these people. They're going to be saying this. See, if the fascists get elected, they're going to start killing people. You see what Trump said. Oh, you see what the Guardian's reporting. The Clinton aides deserve to die. And then you've got people on the right who are like the media's lying about it. And the Clintons were committing very serious crimes, seditious crimes. And they need to be held accountable. Now you have the Democrat establishment base saying Trump, you know, Trump's people are trying to imprison his rivals. Meanwhile, the January 6th committee is doing the exact same thing. Here we go. Yeah. There's, there's one of the problems that the previous president had frequently, and it was his own making, um, is the imprecision of language mm-hmm. creates problems that take the focus away from where the attention should be. So there's this problem right now with, with, with the Durham investigation, and it's serious, but his imprecision of language would just that that's not what we're attacking. So now everyone's talking about this. And, and the problem with that is that you want people to focus on the Durham report, but you've lured them away 
because you did not choose your words properly. By the way, this headline also is grammatically incorrect. My mom taught me such good English. I have to point that out because such that good English, such good English. <laughs> uh, well, she did teach me such good English. She taught me English well. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah deserved uh, as past tense. Deserved as present. That makes it sound like they have already died and they, <laughs> they deserved, deserved it. it. Yeah. Nice. It should be the Clinton aides deserve, like they are worthy, they are deserving, you as you said, they are deserving of death. Yeah. So it just bothers me that that's how they phrased it, but it's a little bit more titillating, maybe, it's a little bit sexier, and I think it's intentional. Maybe maybe it's intentional in that they want people to believe they did die. Yeah, only Jeffrey Trump's Epstein fault. died. Yeah, I, this, his fault. So I thought his work position would get better when he got banned off of Twitter. I was like, okay, now mm-hmm. he doesn't have a character limit. He can take some time and write out an official statement on his email, on his website, <laughs> but no. This is like <laughs> Trump. It, it, it has not gotten He's notorious out. for having read The Art of War, I believe. It was a big part of his move uh, growing up in his business, but this is an example of when your enemy is making a mistake, you don't interrupt them. Yeah. They were about to go after Hillary and Trump opened his big mouth. Yep. This was the first headline I saw about it. Literally, this was the first headline I saw about it yesterday on Twitter. And And if I had not taken the due diligence to dig deeper, that would have been everything that I saw. It's just insane. We haven't even walked through the allegations Mm -hmm. against Hillary yet Mm -hmm. because this story has taken uh, the front page. And um, because the, the escalation is, you know, look, it is so difficult to explain to people the inner workings of all of these stories because they're so complicated. When I when I'm talking to people and I say, "Do you know who who Durham is? The Durham investigation? Are you familiar?" They're like, "No, what's that?" All right, let's start from page one, and you got to walk them all the way through it. But when you get a headline that's like Donald Trump says that they should die, that's all they see. Yeah, and they don't know anything about why Trump said it. They can't understand, and so. I see these memes all the time from the, the Democrat base, these lefties on Twitter and everything, genuinely confused by what's going on because they don't know what's happening because CNN won't tell them. And that's all they're willing to listen to and watch because they're irresponsible individuals. So thus, they end up seeing these stories and they're like, what's the – who's Durham? What is he even about? Why is Trump saying that? Trump's bad. Oh, man. Yeah. Trump, Trump thinks these people deserve to be killed and, and they don't know any of the background story. And again, that's the problem. You, you make the story about yourself also, which is a huge issue. Well, you know, let, let your enemies kill themselves, uh, if, if that's what they're doing, but don't interrupt their mistake. But he, he does. And, and that's unfortunate. Let's, let's read a little bit of this story because we'll get into the, uh, the details here. They say anti hate speech activists. Oh my. Oh, wow. Have condemned the Republican U.S. Congressman Jim Jordan. For his apparent endorsement of Donald Trump's declaration that members of Hillary Clinton's campaign staff should have been executed. Okay. Jordan asserted on Fox and Friends that the former president was right on target when he accused Clinton's aides of spying on him and that another time in U.S. history, their crime would have been punishable by death. Uh, Trump didn't accuse them. Durham did. Mm. Trump just said, wow, that that's a crazy accusation. It's crazy how The Guardian is framing it. But the positions of the Ohio right winger and fierce Trump loyalist who is resisting efforts from a congressional committee to explain his own role in the deadly January 6th riot that Trump incited. Look at that. That Trump, that Trump incited. incited. Look what go. they do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Serves yeah. only to stoke further the country's volatile. You know what? Is there um, is there a uh, like this paragraph is perfectly ironic. Yeah. They say serves only to stoke further the country's volatile political divisions. Which is literally what, what the doing. sentence what is doing. doing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. I love how they say Trump incited the violence when Ray Epps, he's this guy on the ground, January 5th and 6th, yelling at people to go into the Capitol, telling them to do it. And Adam Kinzinger is like, yeah, but you know, he was just talking. He didn't do anything. 
It's like, yo, if, if, if it's not incitement to directly tell people to do it, I don't know how you claim Donald Trump was inciting anything. Yeah. Be strong. We're going to, you know, stand up for ourselves. All right. Bye. And that was it. And then it's like, oh, no, now people are – Trump did this. It's his fault. He also tweeted to not attack the Capitol Police on that day. He was, he was tweeting against the violence. So I really don't understand this narrative. You know, as much as uh, we see a lot of this conflict escalating, as much as I've said you know, early on in other segments – when Trump has the Durham investigation going for the Clintons, when the Clintons are waging, you know, political warfare against him, and you've got two factions using the weight of government and law enforcement and the ju- judiciary to go after each other, it looks like civil wars is on, is on the horizon because what, neither side will back down. These are powerful political elites that won't back down. That's true. The facts don't matter. The truth doesn't matter. All that matters is that people have feelings they act on. Right. So, you know, Ben Shapiro says facts don't care about your feelings. That's true in a certain sense, but feelings also don't care about your facts. If there are people who believe the Clintons and believe the machine and the Democrats, they're going to act upon that. And that will lead to very serious conflict. That being said, it's very obvious what they're doing and how they're lying. Those of us that have been paying attention, whether you're conservative or liberal or whatever, we're watching the news. We, we know for a fact the people who are in alignment with Hillary Clinton and Podesta and these other high, high profile Democratic individuals are lying relentlessly. CNN garbage line. Joe Rogan took horse dewormer mm-hmm. and people believe it. People believe this. Trump incited the riot or, or the insurrection. And oh, well, look, I got I, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Guardian did say riot. Mm. I'll give him that one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Guardian is a, is a rag. I mean, it has been for quite some some time. I mean, it, it, it's it's just pure propaganda, like a lot of the media. What was funny about the CNN stuff and the horse dewormer and all that is that then, as time goes on, not only do you find that they're a bunch of liars, but they're also a bunch of pedophiles, um, and they're all a bunch of sexual degenerates, right? I mean, like it, it's, Those, it's 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 a, it's within. A, Within one week, just just make, for people oh who are on the context, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but yes. within one week, we had two different high-ranking producers yeah. implicated. I believe they were both arrested and charged, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah, I, I, and so these are the people who are are are, are sharing the, the, the truth with the American people. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating that these if, – if there is an escalation of tension or, or growing tension – the media has a role that they're playing with it. And they, of course, are, are, are stoking these fires because they have a business and their business is to get clicks and to get people to buy their publication. I mean, that's nothing new to the media. We've been dealing with this for 200 years. Um, but, but that's what their role is in this, in this incoming civil war. And what the, uh, or cold civil war that we're currently in, however you want to describe it, what yeah. we, what we end up with is the media, these, these corporate interests accusing us of doing exactly that. They're like, oh, they just, they're grifting and they just, you know, pander. The craziest thing is how, you know, we have such a disagreement in the comments and the super chats on this show and the nuance and the Tim, you're wrong. Here's what really happened. And us mm. reading and going, oh, wow, we made a mistake on that one. And then you watch uh, CNN. They have no interaction like that. CNN just gets stuff wrong and they just, they don't care. Yeah. Sanjay Gupta admits to Joe Rogan on his own show. Yeah, we shouldn't have done this. Then goes back on CNN and Don Lemon goes, no, we were right. And Sanjay goes, well, you know, you were right. That this just it's just unscrupulous. They don't care. It's remarkable that there are people who just keep believing it and falling for it, and they refuse to do any research to read outside of what's happening in their bubble, and they believe this insanity. But I tell you this, I don't. It, it's not just these companies want to make money. That's a big component of it. It's political. Yeah, it, it it is their ideology. I mean, the video that's been going viral for the last day or so since this report came out is the Leslie Stahl on sixty Minutes with Donald Trump, where he talks about these things and he says. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they were spying on me. They were wiretapping me. And 
They were not. And she says, like, this is 60 Minutes. We're a serious news organization. Okay, so maybe the facts needed to come out, and they needed four years to come out. But will 60 Minutes and Leslie Stahl this Sunday apologize to Donald Trump? Or will they say, you know what? Four years later, the facts did come out, and and it looks like, no, they'll just move on to another story. And they'll find some 16-year-old kids with asthma, and they'll blame it on the big oil industry. And that will be the new 60 Minutes story. And they will the way the media gets out of this is they just pretend and it didn't happen. There's just, um, they just while well, I was it. administering it's minds. There's this weird power feeling of power when you censor something that you don't agree with, and then you see that it affects it. It works, and that you're basically you feel like God. Mm. It's like a sense of control. That's what these people experience. I had to fight that feeling as an as a moderator. Mm. I, had to, I had to learn learn it and then tame it and control it and notice it. And these people, that's what they're getting. They're like, yeah, man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ignore Trump. I'm gonna do. Like you said, Leslie Saul's not gonna, they're not gonna do the right thing and, and correct themselves. Nope. Because, and they, because they don't have to legally right now, they probably should. And then they're gonna feel like God, cause they're like, wow, we control the narrative. Yeah. Mika Brzezinski. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You know, the president thinks he can, he can tell people what to think, but that's our job. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some, said something to that effect, right? And then that yeah. issue, like Snopes is like, she did not say that it was her job to, I love that, that Snopes fact check is, it's Joe Biden giving out crack pipes, mostly false. Mostly false. He's also giving syringes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it was. It's amazing. But, but people see the mostly false and it works for them. Yeah. That's all they need to see. They don't need to read it any further. And it's like, the funny thing about the whole crack pipe story is, if you look at how they, how they gaslight, when you look up safe smoking kits, this is what the, they were funding, $30 million towards drug programs, which included these kits. If you look them up, they have meth pipes and crack pipes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Biden goes, uh, Jen Psaki's like, no, we're not giving those pipes. And then all the fact checkers are like, no, they're not giving pipes. Yeah. But they, they're just gaslighting everybody. And it works. They fall for it every time. Well, it's the same as the, well, the, there is no problem on the border. Hmm. Ask Secretary, so. yeah, ask Secretary Mayorkas and he'll say, no, the border's closed. There is no problem on the border. Next question. And you right. say, well, look at the video. Look at all the, ask the, the people, the, ask the agents and they'll say, no, next question. Ask the Ray Ventura. He's down at the border like yeah. every other week and he's recording video and going live and it's, it's, it's real news. It's, 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 it's completely yeah. real and it's crazy how they're not reporting on it. I was just talking to a lady downstairs before we went, before we went live. I was trying to brief myself on the Durham probe before I got here and I was trying to watch a mixture of media. I was watching mostly Fox because they're the main people reporting on it because it's basically a media blackout everywhere else. But I also watched Maddow talking about it today and in the headline, like in the little title card thing at the bottom, it said it was a Trumpian theory. Mm. Trumpian. Wow. She literally, it said Trumpian. That's insane. That's yeah. how Trumpian. biased they are. I just, I'm trying to, reading the news, you know, uh, there's viral memes about the front page of CNN and it's like there's 18 stories about Trump and zero about Biden and Donald Trump has been president in over a year <laughs> and it's just yeah why what and and no media gaslighting is going to be greater than the gaslighting we're just starting to experience that will be the rest of this year which will be the covid gaslighting because oh, we get to November and we get close to the election and mayors and governors are going to say 9 months ago I took these mandates away because my policies were safe. And they're going to say, Ian, how dare you accuse me of of using this for political purpose? It has been months since my administration. And everyone's going to clap and say, yes, you did take away those mandates. You fought to keep us safe. I fought to keep the." And they're just going to ignore the fact that bars closed and restaurants closed and mom lost her job and dad lost her job. The gaslighting we'll experience for COVID will be like no gaslighting we've ever seen before. But maybe some people will wake up from it finally. I hope so. Like the Super Bowl. I love it. They have a they have an indoor mask mandate. 
in LA and at the, at the Super Bowl, SoFi Stadium, they said before the Super Bowl, everybody would have to wear masks. And then there's this clip going around where it's like the, the, the broad, broad broadcasters are like, oh, look here, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio and Ryan Reynolds and Charlize Theron. It's like just showing all the celebrities at a party yeah. and none of them are wearing masks. So at a certain point, if you've got, how many, what was it, like 70,000 people 70, 000, in yeah. that stadium? And many of them were wearing masks, but you know, you got so many not wearing it in celebrities. You still fall for these narratives from the media. Uh, you know, maybe you just can't be helped. Yeah. But then today in Los Angeles County, some nine year old kid sat in their English class and took off Literally. the mask and they were like, Suspended. Is that you know? The story no, I'm sure it happened oh, right, because right, right. The, because the Los Angeles schools, the masks are still required. I literally tweeted this today. It's such a black pill moment for me to mm-hmm. see all these celebrities and all these elites who are hounding people, calling people like anti-science, like grandma murderers for not wearing a mask, and they're all just you know having fun at the Super Bowl. But my 15 year old brother has to wear a mask or he'll get kicked out of school. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, let's get let's get in deep on the uh, DNI uh, DNI Ratcliffe talking about the Durham intelligence reports and what's going on. We have this story from Fox News. Former DNI Ratcliffe told Durham intelligence supports multiple indictments in probe. Hillary Clinton purportedly approved a plan to distract the public from her email scandal. Sources told Fox News. Yo, Trump was right. Mm. Everything the Trump supporters were saying about why this is happening, uh, not all of it, but a lot of it, turns out to be true. Hillary Clinton was embroiled in this scandal where she destroyed public records. They say emails. No, no, let's slow down here a minute. On the, on, on the merits, on the, on the substance, Hillary Clinton had public records. She destroyed them. Her staffers were smashing phones with hammers. This is not about her emails. It's about something very, very serious. And then the report comes out. She decided to distract from this news by accusing Trump of being a Russian spy, which took over the media in this country for years. Here's a story from Fox News. Former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, met with special counsel John Durham on more than one occasion and told him there was evidence in the intelligence to support the indictments of multiple people in his investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. Fox News first reported on Durham's latest filing, which alleged that lawyers from Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in 2016 had paid to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House in order to establish an inference and inference and narrative to bring the federal government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia. Let me just stress that point. Hillary Clinton's campaign paid for the infiltration, the breach of servers belonging to President of the United States to accuse him of being a Russian asset or spy or linked. Yo, Okay, I don't see that as treason by the official definition, but how is that not seditious conspiracy? It is. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and and it's mind-boggling because um, Watergate was bad, right? We were talking about this before, and and, and, um, uh, Bernstein, is uh, he's famous for saying over and over again, it's worse than Watergate, worse than Watergate, and I did Watergate, and it's worse than Watergate. This really is worse than Watergate because Watergate was bad, right? It was a lot of bad actors, um, private individuals. But to use the apparatus of government, which has so many checkpoints that's supposed to stop this from happening. I mean, you just can't – and I've worked in the federal government when I was in the Bush administration. You just can't get access to these servers, to these tools, to these listening devices, to these spying devices, whatever it is. You have to go through so many checkpoints. And to go through those checkpoints, people have to approve it, and there's got to be a process. 
So, so it's not one or two or three or four or a dozen people implicated. It's literally hundreds of people who are like, wait a second, Ian, why do you need this special like satellite? Why, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to hack into this server in Trump Tower? And you have to get your boss to sign off here and Lydia needs to co-sign and in, in triplicate and lots of people are involved in this and they all knew what they were doing was wrong. And, and so to use the power of government again for the crime, of just not being aligned to the to the the powers that be, right? Donald Trump is you are allowed to do this if they thought he was a, a, a cartel operative, right? You're allowed to spy on people's phones. Police do it to, 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 to citizens all the time if there is implication that they're doing something illegal. But crime, Trump's crime is I wanted to win. There's that lawyer who was involved in Trump's first impeachment the Ukraine gate scandal who tweeted right when Trump got inaugurated, we are going to impeach him. Yeah. Yep. And then did. And it's just brazen and out in the open and obvious. But that's why I've been saying, I don't see any out from this other than some kind of civil war because they're saying it publicly what they're doing. Mm. They published a time magazine article called the shadow campaign to save the election or yep. whatever, explaining everything they did. And it's in your face. Mm -hmm. So my question is, when the Democrats and the uniparty establishment types set up the January 6th committee and they're filing all these subpoenas against former Trump administration officials, members of the media, at minimum to answer one of these subpoenas, it's $100,000, they say. Because you can't just be like, sure, what do you want? No, that you have to search all the labor hours, all the legal responses and legal filings. I don't know how the average person would even be able to deal with something like that. Then you have the Durham investigation. Now, uh, former DNI Ratcliffe saying multiple uh, in, in indictments are possible based on this evidence. And there's already been, I think, how many how many indictments have there been in, in Durham? Is there two or, or one? S two? Uh, Sussman. Sussman um, and the other guy, right? Uh, yeah, I think just two. Yeah. But th th these are these are building up and potentially leading yeah. to more. Do you think either side in this conflict is going to be like, let's just stop? No. So what happens when neither side stops? It escalates <laughs> or, or they can start making concessions because if, if you really didn't want to stop and you want to go into these public records that got destroyed uh, and the copies of them, you'll see Sidney Blumenthal's interactions with Hillary and like running guns into Libya with Osprey Global Solutions, mm. setting up the American like a puppet state in Libya, you know, basically betraying our president Obama who didn't want Hillary working with Sidney at all. Like if they want to go, if they really want to go all the way. Uh, but I don't think that it could ever happen. I think that it's, they're going to play a limited war when it comes to this kind of thing, take pieces, accept defeat, and they're not going to, they're not going to really blow it open because if they really blow it open, then the liberal economic order is over. But why would they, why would they stop? Like, so, so. Well, I think it would, it would get stopped. I don't. By what? By who? By the American secret military. What? Is, what? I don't know. I think if you really start to pry into the secret records that Hillary was trying to destroy, you realize she was trying to destroy them for a reason because they're they're covering up the American war machine in a lot of the way that it subterfuges its way into countries. But Ian, that is Hillary Clinton and everything they did against Donald Trump for years, accusing him of being a Russian spy. It's now being uncovered that they're they're They've been faking this whole thing to try and stop Trump and it didn't work. They did it to Bernie, too. The DNC yeah. spied on Bernie. Um, I don't have they, the reports. They spied Bernie. on him. 
I don't. I, I, I want to be careful because I know that there was a lot of foul play with the Bernie Thank stuff. Thank you. For sure. Okay. Do you have we, any? Do you know, don't, I don't have it pulled up. Yeah, I don't it's know. Been, it's been like what seven years since this stuff was going on. So no. it's been a while. But Bernie absolutely, I think, bent the knee to the, the Democratic establishment and just gave it. Yeah. There's emails about Bernie talking about should we use his Jewish uh, ancestry against him in the in the campaign and the stuff. WikiLeaks emails, right? Mm. Yeah. WikiLeaks. Yeah. I think this is Hillary's dump. Was WikiLeaks dumped it? It was the DCCC, right? The Democrat, the, the DCCC. But and again, and as bad as that is, politics is a is a scummy business. And if that's private actors being scummy people, I understand it, it. It was his own political party doing it, it to him. Isn't yes, crazy? awful, <laughs> awful, terrible thing. But this is using the government to do it, and that's a lot different because the government yeah. is funded by the taxpayers, and it's supposed to be the under the authority of Congress that represents the will of the people. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is a whole new level of scary because. It, it's not the DCCC. It's not political campaigns. And you've worked on political campaigns. They're vicious and nasty. Heck, we were just talking about a potential candidate who maybe was right. attempted assassination because political campaigns are nasty. But to use the power of the federal government, which is supposed to be above all of that, is a whole level that we have yet to ever see in this country. And Sed- that's that's the undoing of the nation. Seditious conspiracy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a year years-long effort. Of what we're all learning about the, with the Durham investigation, with the tampering of evidence, was it what that one lawyer who got indicted? He like uh, he withheld evidence or something. Right? Sussman, yeah, and and well, his first FISA um, um, request to the FISA court, which was rejected, and then he got a second one, and he did get his FISA. So he's going to say, "Look, I saw, I was listening to the Trump White House legally. I got my FISA documents, but he forged all of the evidence to wow. go to, to go to the FISA court." Then there was um, it was uh. Who was it? Papadopoulos, who was a, a, a CIA asset on that email, and they removed it. To you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, can, I don't remember the specific details. Suffice it to say, they were lying about almost everything to use the power of the courts to hurt Trump's presidency and to stop him from being able to lead the way the American people wanted him to. And this is based on this story. So this is this is no, like no, no, just no, no, broke. No, no, no. This this story just broke. But I'm talking about a whole bunch of other stories. Their investigation is more than just this one moment. It was, I mean. Heck, it's three years in the making now at this point, the Durham investigation, right? Yeah. It's been going on for a while and it's just starting to come to light a lot of this. I mean, stuff. the Mueller probe, you know, uh, uh, investigating Donald Trump to the tune of millions of dollars, inhibiting his ability to do his job as president because they said, oh, but if he fires Comey, it'll be obstruction of justice. Comey was basically protecting, excuse FBI, you know, FBI, protecting his job by investigating the president on completely bunk BS. Wow. It is the bureaucratic, we, we won't say deep state. We'll say the bureaucratic state. The people who are appointed to these positions, who stay in these positions longer than the people elected to run the offices, and they don't want to lose their jobs, and they found a way to stop Trump from purging them. And then when you, and then your head starts to explode when you go to the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell case, and you say, who was the, 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 the government lawyer who said that she could keep all of her clients confidential? Oh, it's Comey's daughter. Yeah, and I have to. And wonder. that's where you become Very just convenient. crazy, and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bonkers. Like, do they all? Are they all related? Everyone's dating each other, yeah. married to each other. They all know each other. It's like what? in Hollywood when you're out partying <laughs> one night, and then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, come on! And you go to a party, and like all the celebrities are there, and you're like, What the heck? It's like it's in that house right there, but you don't know. What it's world? like another reality right over yeah. there across the street. Another like alternative universe that you're not part of that you experience just for one second and then it all disappears on you. It's yeah. it's real. Yeah, those people probably are. <laughs> a lot of those people probably are deeply in in contact. Of I course, would imagine. birds of a feather flock together. So they all hang out. They all party together, and they view it as normal. Hmm. So when Donald Trump comes in and he's not a part of that club, 
They just say like, let's shut them down. And no one's going to cross anybody that they know. They don't care. This is why I say, you know, I was talking earlier about the Joe Rogan stuff and we'll get into that in a second. And I'm just like, I, I really don't care what these people think about him. And I think it was a mistake for him to apologize because all it does is prove that their tactic worked and it got a rise out of him. Like they trolled him effectively. And I'm just like, at this point, you're not going to convince any of these people because they hate you and they don't want to like you and they don't want to be friends with you. They want to high five their buddy while making fun of you. There's no point at which the nerdy kid walks up to the bully and says, look, I'm sorry we got beef. I don't want to, you know, get in your face. Let's be friends. Mm. No, the bully just push you down and say, wow, that was funny. And that's, and that's where we're at because there's, 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 there's an in-group and an out-group. There's separate groups, whatever it is. And the Democratic establishment and the media establishment, they, they all view themselves as the establishment and the in-group. But there's a growing faction of anti, uh, anti-establishment, uh, individuals who don't align with them. That's what they fear. And I think they're losing. I think the decentralized internet movement, the more youthful, free, and libertarian mindset is actually winning and expanding. And we're watching it with the cultural decay of like the Super Bowl, the Joe Rogan smears. We're watching it with what they thought they could pull off. Because I'll put it this way. If the establishment political party was as powerful as they had been 20, 30 years ago, Donald Trump would not have become president. No. There would never be an investigation. It would never be uncovered that Hillary Clinton did this. It would just be evil Donald Trump colluded and he's in prison. But because they've lost so much of their their power as they wane and crumble, they're being exposed. But they still it's like it's kind of sad. You know, it's like looking off to the old, you know, the the, the old castle crumbling and there's like a withered old king, you know, scraggly being like, I'm so in charge. And no one cares and no one listens anymore. Yeah. That that could be the only thing that could potentially save us from from the the, the coming civil war. Or as you said, like we're we're probably in some sort of a cold civil war, but one that actually does turn violent and, and what could possibly save us is the dismantling of the larger government state that maybe you elect the right person who's not left, not right, maybe just anti-establishment, who does take what used to be good about both parties. You had Rand Paul and you had Ron Wyden both say the Patriot Act is bad, right? Like this is bad. We should not be listening to people's emails. We should not. This is this is bad for the country, right? Whatever that part that used to unite some of the left and the right. Uh, maybe that person could find their way into into the seat of power and dismantle a lot of these institutions and these agencies that just have. I mean, there are thousands of people right now listening to us and their little government. NSA is not very far from here, right? I mean, a couple of <laughs> seventy miles, and and they're there and they're listening. And this is their job. And the question is, are you keeping our country safe? I, I don't I don't know if in their if mind you yeah. are. In their mind, they are. And and it's, it goes back to the great Will Smith movie, which was twenty years ahead of its time. Enemy of the state. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's just an oh, awesome. Oh, man, it's been a long time since oh, I saw that. And it's so far ahead of its time. It's so, so – I wonder if Will Smith I, – I probably wouldn't want to enter into politics if you ever asked him, but it is highly libertarian in its principles. Wow. And it's and it's yeah and then that's that's kind of where we are. That's what needs to save the country is the dismantling of this of this apparatus. Yeah, uh, it might term just crumble. Limits, term limits for administrative state for for staff. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe a start. maybe uh, you can only work in federal government for a certain amount of years hmm. before you you force retire. Got to be. You can. I agree with that. Like yeah yeah trying to trying to trying to remove the people is different than trying to change the system because if you remove the people, more will come. You know, we got to fix the system. I'm like literally getting flashbacks right now. Like the Democratic establishment so reminds me of like 
an abusive ex-boyfriend or something because listen, <laughs> listen, listen. They project. I don't know if you guys have ever been in like a situation where the other person you're dating is always accusing you of cheating, always yes. accusing you of being disloyal, 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 but they're the ones that's cheating the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I could see the parallel from the Russia gate. They're talking about Trump colluding with Russia, Russia, Russia. Now it's flipped back out, flipped back on them. It just, it just so reminds me of being in an abusive relationship. I guess for all we know, it was the KGB with working with Hillary to push the Russia. Uh, Ian, there's no KGB anymore. What are you talking about? Of course, there's no KGB anymore. They all disappeared <laughs> after the Soviet <laughs> Union fell. Yeah. I don't know what right. they're called now. They but, all just quit. Uh, yeah, uh, FS, quit. FSB, I think. Okay. Is that, is that what it is? I don't really FSB. believe that they were working with Hillary Clinton, but that'd be funny if you saw It'd the be full more circle. More likely than a Russia gate. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, at this point, if if the Democrats accuse someone of doing something else, you need to check and make sure that they're not doing that because the odds are good that that is exactly what they're doing. And this is Solinsky's rules for radicals, yeah. right? Like this is something that they do not play around with. They take it very seriously. And it looks like that's what the, exactly what they're doing here. It it is the FSB, hmm. which stands for the Federal Security Service. Oh, that sounds uh, nice. Um, I, maybe it's a different word or yeah, something. It's Russian, but, so yeah, right. Yeah, uh, maybe it's Federal Security Bureau they call it or whatever. Yeah. But FSB is the. But uh, you know, in reality, I mean, Putin was KGB. Yeah. yeah, they they these people don't didn't just cease to exist. They just reformed under different names. Yeah, and, and now they're all focused on the Ukraine. Mm. Oh yeah, what's right. up with that? Yeah. I don't think <laughs> oh. that's that wasn't one of the stories we picked oh. up tonight. But is this all propaganda? What's going on? Yeah, I think I think it's uh the U.S. is it, it, we've talked about it a bit every so often. When uh, Obama was in, you had this growing escalation and conflict in Ukraine. Donald Trump gets elected, conflict stops. Where to go? Where to go? So when they try and come out and say, "Oh, this is Vladimir Putin doing all of this." I think it's possible that Putin is being uh, uh, effectively, you know, rope-a-doped or roped into it because uh, the U.S. wants wants uh, Ukraine and NATO. They want to build their pipeline. They want to control natural gas into Europe. Russia controls a large portion of the natural gas going into Europe, which causes high prices. The U.S. has been trying to offset this. They need Ukraine on their side because the pipes, Gazprom runs through Ukraine. And so under Obama... You have this, uh, this protest movement, which is in support of westernization of Ukraine. Russia doesn't want that because Russia has their military base in Crimea. So they invade Crimea and that whole thing happens. When Trump gets in, the conflict stopped. When Trump is out and Biden's in, the conflict reignites. So you tell me who's, who's starting the fight. I, I think it's the democratic establishment. Trump had no interest in going to war. Russia, they took Crimea. But then after uh, Donald Trump gets in, it starts to die down. My friends in Ukraine are like, oh, we don't really call it a civil war. It's just separatists that are fighting, but they've been losing. Now that Biden's back in, all of a sudden, all oh, the troops are here and it's getting worse and it's getting crazier. Propaganda. I think the U.S., the, the, I, I, I shouldn't say the U.S. I feel bad for what's become of our country under the under the uh, thumb of these crackpot despots like the, the Democratic establishment, the Republican establishment, the neocons, the neolibs. These are deeply, deeply evil people. They think they have a right to de- to to destroy, to invade, because the ends justify the means. And they'll tell you to your face and look you in the eyes and say all of the great luxuries you've experienced in your life are because we sacrificed for you. Because we went to war and we stole and we plundered and we enslaved. And my response to these people is like, what makes you think I'm okay with any of that? Hmm. And they're like, well, you got all these computers. You got all this great technology all from the petrodollar. And I'm like, bro, I'd have no problem living with some chickens and building myself a little cabin and living a simpler life, but they don't want that. 
the powerful establishment. They want to be the dictators. They want to control. They want the empire. And they think the American people live a slightly higher standard of living. Every time we do this, we're going to keep doing it. Those aren't my morals. I don't agree with that. They seem to. And so they do what they do. Under Donald Trump, his principles were, no, if the American people work hard and work for each other, we'll be successful and we'll have things for ourselves and the Amer- America first, protect our borders. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. The neocon neolib establishment is like, no, if we just put pressure on other countries and put them under our boot, we don't need to do any work at all. We'll just get free money. Yeah, I also think since the time of 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 what since the dawn of man, but I mean just looking at the at, at the ancient Romans and Caesar, I think every leader this may be a guy statement, no offense to the ladies in the room, but I think every male leader has felt like I will truly be a leader when I take my people to war. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wartime president is like an aspiration, sadly, and I think it's a terrible thing. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Obama had a little bit of that. Bush certainly had that, Bush Cheney. Um, and I think, I think Biden has that a little bit and- as well. Like when I go to war and I lead my army, then I am the manhood of, of, of the president, the fullness of men. Now that I noticed a name you didn't say. I don't think Trump had that. He did not. I don't think he cared. It's interesting because he got painted as the overly like macho, thinking that he had something to prove, blah, 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 blah. He did not start a new war. I love it when he came out on that that one famous moment where – he was asked about a weapons deal with Saudi Arabia, and he's just like, it's great. We're going to make a lot of money. It's going to be really good for the economy. It's billions and billions of dollars. And these anti-war leftists were just like, he just admitted what the U.S. does. Trump didn't care about going to war. Yeah. He didn't want our troops. He even said, why do we still have troops in Germany? Yes. Why do we have troops in, in these other countries? Why do we? <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, yeah. we have hundreds of thousands of troops all over the world. 30,000 in Germany, 20,000 in Italy, 40,000 in, 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 in South Korea. How many in Japan? I mean, yeah, in, in Okinawa. It's, and we. Why? 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 Why is it? Why are we still defending Japan? Like their their economy is is not as good as ours, but it's pretty darn good. Their their quality of life and sophistication and technology right, yeah. is as good as ours. Why are we? Why? Why? What are we I'll, doing? I'll, I'll I'll tell you something interesting. I saw a meme. It was a, a post on 4chan of the when when it was a what was it Philadelphia firebombed that uh, that that neighborhood. You guys remember that? Mm-mm. Can you look that up? The move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, see, I don't even know the full details on it. But they said, ask the average Chinese person about Tiananmen Square, and they won't they won't be able to tell you what it is. Mm. Show them this picture and ask them what it is. And Amer- show an American this picture, ask them what it is, and they won't be able to tell you either. This is uh, the 1985 move bombing refers to the May 13, 1985 incident in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States, when the Philadelphia Police Force Department Police Department bombed the residential home occupied by the militant move organization. What? It's not the same thing as Tiananmen Square, by any means. You know, I'm a, a peaceful protest of. College students oh, and like the Philadelphia militant. Fire Department let the subsequent fire burn out of control following right. a standoff. So they basically right. burn these people alive. Wow. Right. Crap. And there's Waco and, they, and there's, we, we, we okay. have our bad moments. Oh, and, sure. Uh, but the reason I bring this up is I, not, to, not to derail, but most most Americans probably couldn't tell you. They probably don't know how many military bases around the world we have. They don't know they're living at the heart of the empire. Yeah, 113 at least, or 100 some. I don't know the actual number, but it's a lot um, of the submarines we don't know about. Nobody I, knows I, about. And and that's why it's funny if you ever listened or follow on social media um, now the Olympics and people are like, how come everyone seems to speak English? You're like, <laughs> that's why. You know, yes, our, our cartoons and our movies and Hollywood and all that, but why do all these people speak English? It's not because of, of, of they, they like our TV shows. It's because the American military might. But why did everyone speak Latin or, or back then actually ancient Greek? Because they ruled the world. Mm-hmm. 
And no matter where you went in the empire, you spoke the common language because they were in charge. Why does everyone speak English? And who's trying to supplant that? It's not Germany and it's not South Africa and it's not uh, uh, Chile. It's China. And, and they want everyone to start speaking Mandarin. But that Trump, is their goal. But Trump was just like, why are we doing any of this? Yeah. Build factories in America. And the establishment mm. was like, shut him up. See, what people need to understand is Americans produce relatively little to the amount of our, uh, to the amount of wealth we have because we control the petrodollar. You want to buy oil? You want to use oil? It's our dollar that, that you, you, you got to use to do it. And, uh, well, the United States makes dollars. So that means loans go out to Americans on demand. We then have those dollars. We can buy more things. But for other countries, they have to buy dollars first. Other countries have to produce large quantities to be able to have a high enough GDP to trade for dollars to, to get more access. We in America, we, we, we live luxury off of relatively little compared to many other countries. And someone is trying to supplant that. And the neocons will tell you we need to have all of these bases, especially in, in, and you mentioned Japan and, and the, uh, the, uh, and the Pacific because we have to keep the shipping routes open. And Trump would say, why don't we just move the factories back to America? Then we don't have to keep the trade routes open. Why do we need to have the Navy make sure we can get our vessels from China without them being taken over by pirates? How about we just make everything here? And then I don't care what happens on the high seas. Wrong think. Stop. Wrong think. Exactly. Exactly. Paradigm shifts are hard for people. And that's where the the left and the right, the paradigm shift of whatever Trump was, were like, no, that's not how we do things here. I love love this comment someone sent me when I tweeted about the celebrities at the Super Bowl not wearing masks. They said – Things are looking pretty good in the capital, but it's a little rough out here in the districts. Yeah. And I'm just like... Interesting. Yep. That would be uh, Hunger Games. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yep. The, the, in the Hunger Games film, I love it when when uh, uh, they go to the party and the rich people are oblivious to how awful life is for the average person. And they're drinking Ipecac to vomit and keep eating. Yeah. And I thought about this and I said, those celebrities at the Super Bowl are the victors. In the Hunger Games. In the Hunger Games, the poor people from the districts, once they win, they get to go to the capital and be rich and go on tour and, and laugh and gloat. That's what these celebrities are. They're not members of the political establishment elite. They're not part of that powerful industry club. They're the people who are lifted up and put out there as the face to keep everyone in deep slumber and, you know, lie to So them. long as they say the right things. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as Joe Rogan is experiencing, if you have said anything that bucks the system, then they need to take you down. We were driving home from um, the cabin yesterday. We went to this cabin up in Pennsylvania. And I was saying, life is so good. I was talking, thinking they were saying it. And, and then I thought, for me, right now. Mm. And then I just thought about all these people that it's not. Like, I was just like, life in general is amazing for me. Because I was born in the United States with mo- some money. These mm. poor people, man. And then I started to get depressed. And that was like shaking me out of my, my mode where I need to be to help people. Bro, the last thing you'll ever want to do is read about Henry Kissinger. Read about him and Africa and the, and all that stuff and you will probably cry yourself to sleep. You hear about what this, what, what the, the, I don't, I don't want to say the United States. It's, it's the global power structure. But you know about the international monetary fund, the SWIFT system, how they control people, the things they do, man. You know, they think they're smarter, they think they're better than you, and they're deeply, deeply amoral people who view humans as cattle. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up this story, and I'll show you exactly what we're talking about. From U.S. News, Justin Trudeau seizes emergency powers to curb protests. They report, Prime Minister Trudeau invoked emergency authorities Monday to end demonstrations that have paralyzed Canada's capital and beyond since late last month. But he assured Canadians that he would not call in the military. Quote, 
This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs and restoring confidence in our institutions, blah, blah, blah. We're not suspending fundamental rights or overriding the charter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The move comes even as traffic began to creep back to normal Monday at one of the continent's busiest border crossings. The Emergencies Act has rarely been used and would give the federal government extra powers to restore order by ending the demonstrations. That is to say, peaceful protesters who are demanding they be heard by their government will be arrested, will be shut down. And that's it, because the government said so. No redress of grievances, just just force by the authorities. And people are calling it martial law. But if if you're not familiar, this is the Great Honkening. Truckers are protesting. They're saying, we don't want these vaccine mandates. Lift them. Trudeau says, shut up. Do as you're told, you pathetic poor. And this is what they do. Yeah. This is... um if you go to D.C. and you go to the National Archives and there's the Constitution, there's the Declaration of Independence, fascinating. It's really cool to see in real person. A little bit off to the side, uh, not centrally prominently located, is a copy of the Magna Carta. Mm. Um, 12, 15, seven years ago, it should have had a much bigger celebration than it did. I thought Obama dropped the ball. I thought the world dropped the ball. But for the and I'm going to be nerd for a second. For the first time in the history of mankind – Power was ceded to this thing called the law, whereas up till now power was ceded to other powers. So, so Ian is the king, um, you know. But but if Tim kills the king, now the power is ceded to Tim. Because and the, the 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 nobility of of England said, you can't just say you're in charge because you're in charge. There has to be something greater than you, and it is the law. And one of the parts of the Magna Carta is the petition of grievances and and habeas corpus, right? And to say there has to be able to, you have to be able to bring evidence against me. You can't just say I have declared that this is unjust, and because I am all power. And we've lived this way for eight hundred and seven years. And to get little Trudeau to say this is wrong because I have declared it thusly is abolishing nine centuries of what makes civilization civilization. I mean, it really is an affront to humanity as we have known it almost the last century, millennia, because it, it destroys the rule of law. Donald Trump did not invoke the Insurrection Act. Huh. When they were riding across the country from small towns to big cities, burning down buildings, around 30 people dead, Donald Trump said, I can't do it. You know, he, he wanted to do it. Tom Cotton said, send in the troops, and Trump would not do it. Yeah. Trudeau, seizing emergency powers, promising not to bring in the military, but seizing political power. Why aren't they calling him a fascist? Why wouldn't Trudeau's cabinet or his, his advisors tell him as a first act, why don't you find the head trucker and just say, you know, head trucker Steve why don't you co- just come to my office and let's talk? That's like, and, too reasonable. Right? That's too reasonable. And you, you would think that Canada, of all places, huh. would want to give the truckers what they want. People in America don't realize how less densely populated it is. They need truckers way more than we do. They have very like cities few and far between. I, I really don't understand the logic here. No. The no. logic is Trudeau probably views himself as... A better man. And so when the unclean poors are demanding a seat at the table, he's probably going, oh, at my table. It's like the Lord Farquaad in Shrek, you know? (laughs) Get that (laughs) thing out of here. That's that's what it is. He's not going to sit down with lowly truckers. Heavens. Because it would be so easy for him to end this. 
They're already talking about ending the vaccine mandates. He could just be, they've already talked about saving face. Instead, he's like, I, I, what he wants is he wants people to know it's his power and he will wield it against you regardless of your rights. He wants you scared. This is, this is the desperation of the state, mainly in Canada, but we've seen it here in the U.S. in some forms. They're scared that if the people realize they have the power because government is for, by, and of the people, well, and the people might actually take command and try and vote for things the people want. But the establishment, the uniparty, the powerful elites, the banking interests, the corporate interests that work hand in hand across country lines, oh, they can't have that. I don't know if Her Majesty's a fan of your show. I hope she is. Um, but she does have the authority to dismiss her prime ministers who, who, who are in her realm. And I would... I, I kind of wish she would step up and just say Trudeau, like this is that this would be is, incredible. Has she ever is, done that? Um, the last time was uh, it hasn't been in a while. It was it, it was uh, William the Fourth, so like eighteen something. But yes, he did dismiss but, but, the prime minister. But and that was say, UK, yeah, UK. But 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 she can all, the other prime ministers as well. She can Canada, Australia, New Zealand, like not not the Commonwealth, but the. What do they call it? The crown, I guess. Imagine being the queen of England and having, you know, abdicated responsibility for what's happening in the Commonwealth and done nothing. Unless, of course, she supports it. I think she supports it. Or maybe for all we know, she's the one who called Trudeau and says, do as you're told and invoke the act and shut it down. Maybe she did. Yeah. I think Biden was involved, too. When Trudeau disappeared, I started hearing whisperings that he's been meeting with other world leaders in there. He did meet with Biden. He did. And Biden promised to intervene and and help them. Yeah, exactly. So that's crazy. Now he's emboldened. And so what they're going to do, according to some, I don't know who this was. I listened to some prime, some minister of Canada. uh, Canada's deputy prime minister said that they are broadening Canada's terrorist financing rules so that they can cover crowdfunding platforms and cryptocurrencies. Look at that. Check this out. Check this out. That's why we got get rid of the dollar. Make everything digital and we can control it. From TimCast.com, TD Bank freezes personal bank accounts that received $1.1 million in support for Canadian truckers. The bank said it could not determine if the money's donors were entitled to a refund. This is bad news. He says he's not calling in the troops, but in a way, economic siege is worse. Like, you could either stage troops around the perimeter of someone's house, or you can just make sure the food no longer gets in. Yeah. I mean, this is just insanity. And that's that's the scary thing about... Our, our digital information age is what you guys are experiencing all the time. Um, we can just decide you can't have a bank account. You can't have a credit card. You can't have an Uber account. I mean, there are people right now who can't have Uber accounts. Heck, uh, uh, um, Michelle Malkin it was banned from Airbnb. Her family. Her family. You, know what? you can't have an account on our platform. I feel like if we don't do something real drastic or something right now, these people, these truckers are going to get thrown in the gulag like these people on the 6th. Yes. Probably. Yes, absolutely. They will. The, the Canadian version. That they're already calling it an insurrection. They're saying it's like a, another January sixth moment, just like Joe Rogan's. That's so insane. They're saying <laughs> oh it's a nationwide God. insurrection. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. look, what the truckers are doing is exactly what they, they should be doing. And you know, I I'll push back you and you say something drastic. No no no, nothing drastic. Nothing drastic. Something simple. More truckers. More people. Mm. Peaceful. You see, what we're seeing with them freezing banks, with invoking military powers. I, you know why I love it so much? It's proving that the state, the, the authorities, the elites don't know how to handle peaceful protest. Because when you have a violent protest or a riot, people get angry. Black Lives Matter lost a ton of support when those riots happened. Regular people are like, we don't want conflict. 
So when you get peaceful protesters in trucks blocking things, oh, sure. A lot of people got mad at the truckers in Ottawa and they're like, mm, you know, I want to drive. But to the average person in Canada, they're probably like, oh, there's peaceful protest. What do you mean? Black Lives Matter did the same thing, blocking the roads. Mm. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not that bothered by it. When the state comes in and starts cracking skulls, people start asking questions. During Occupy Wall Street, I was, I was there on like day three when it started. It was very, very tiny. I remember standing in the rain on like a Thursday and there was like 12 people in the park, almost nobody. And we were under a big tarp and this cop walks in and he's got a raincoat on and he just looks at us and he's like, man, I, I respect what you guys are doing. And that was it because there was nobody there. It was like 12 people and we're standing around like, so this is it, huh? That weekend when a few thousand people showed up to march, officer Anthony Bologna walked up to a group of women standing on the sidewalk and pepper sprayed them in the face for no reason. Huh. The video at the time was said to be the fastest viral video in, on, in the history of, of YouTube. It got like 1.2 million views in like 10 hours. All of a sudden, Occupy protests popped up all over the country. Hmm. All of a sudden, people descended upon New York and there was this massive, you know, occupation now in the park. Why? Because when regular people saw three women saying to the cops, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And the cop, for no reason, just blasts them in the face. Regular people got mad. When people see nonviolent civil disobedience, peaceful protesters saying, respect me, they're like, that's right. You should respect the working class. And for Trudeau to come out and crush them would ignite a massive wave that could go international. They can't do it. So they're freezing assets. They're freaking out. They're trying to navigate this. So I will stress it again. Nonviolent civil disobedience works and it works so well. Trudeau has seized emergency powers rarely, if ever invoked because they're panicking. Yeah. You know, what's amazing is that for 170 years, you've heard the cry workers of the world unite since Marx said it. Right. And you literally have the workers of Canada uniting and, and the people who wore Marx and Engels t-shirts in college. <laughs> They're now all in these positions to be like, crush them. Like, what, what, this is a literal workers protest and the elite who love socialism are like, this cannot stand. I love the propaganda. There was a meme on Reddit. It was like front page and it said, thank you to the 90% of truckers who are doing your jobs and delivering our goods. And I'm like, I, you know, I gotta be honest. I'm willing to bet a lot of the truckers who are still working still support the other truckers. Oh yeah. I'm sure you know? they do. <laughs> I don't think when you thank them, they're probably like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm working because I need to feed my family, but I respect what these guys are doing. That's yeah. just a disconnect. They don't care about the working class. They don't assume that the truckers that are still trucking just literally needed to obey to feed their family. They just assume that they agree with them because they care about vaccinations. That's mm -hmm. it. Yep. Yeah, this, this it's, it's going to be curious to see how the, much more this escalates and this use of power to 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 shut down uh, uh, you know bank Peace accounts and, and it's it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. And Trudeau is too stupid and too fearful to 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 control the situation. So the simple thing is, you know, they, they they said it's a nationwide insurrection. Okay, they're trying to make it sound like January six, but on January six you had violence and they were able to use those videos, mm. put them all over the place. And you get people freaking out about it. Regular people who don't know better see those videos and like, I don't want anything to do with that. But peaceful protests, call it a, an insurrection all you want. It's not going to work. They're going to keep panicking. But this brings me to our next story. One of the most shocking and devastating follow-ups to the January 6th moment, uh, uh, January 6th uh, riots. Now, this one is, uh, uh, as many of you know, an insurrection, an insurrection took place at the Capitol. Mm. Yeah. People were trying to uh, insurrect against this government in support of Donald Trump. But since then, 
We've had another moment that was also as bad. CNN reports, Joe Rogan's use of the N-word is another January 6th moment. That's right. Joe Rogan, hmm. over 10 years, doing a show in which he said a word in, in, in context of referencing other people and comedy specials is as bad as the storming of the Capitol. I still don't know what N-word January. they're talking about. As the resident N-word, I will say <laughs> that um, neither are, are that bad. <laughs> Lydia's cracking oh up. <laughs> not, not, I gotta say, neither are that bad, but I have to say that on the scale of things, the, the, the Rogan N-word thing is like way down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what this is, just very simply put. Someone at CNN was like, hey, look, we looked at the metrics. Joe Rogan's getting a lot of hits, and uh. so is January 6th. Hmm. Oh. Can we put those together? Oh. And so they did. And it makes literally no sense. <laughs> it would be like if someone said, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's comments on The View are, uh, are the next Bernie Madoff moment. And then just writing, while she didn't try and steal money from powerful individuals, the things she said shows how power in this country. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on a minute. You're just taking two things and saying them at the same time. In no way are they in any way related, any way comparable. Yeah. But you're hoping it gets traffic. <laughs> Oh, I just found out that they changed the title. They did change the title. Okay, so yeah. what's, so the, what's the new title? The, no, the new title, I believe this is it, Why Shrugging Off Joe Rogan's Use of the N-Word is So Dangerous. Oh. It's not even a sentence. It's a sentence fragment. Oh, so no. they posted God. the original story. They got massive amounts of heat about what an idiotic statement. Yeah. And then within the 24 hours. Did they hours, omit January 6th from the article or that part is still in there? It's still in the same article. Is it the same guy, the same analysis by John Blake? Yeah, Blake. yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's the same article. If you take the original, it's got a different photo, yeah. and it says January 6th moment. They say, what Rogan and those that defend him have done since video clips of him using the N-word surface on social media is arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last year. <laughs> the same paragraph is right here. Yo, I'm sorry. This is one of the most psychotic things. This is the ramblings of an incoherent madman behind a 7-Eleven at 2 a.m. Mm. And he's sputtering and spitting on himself. It's the kind of thing you hear when you're at a bar until 3 a.m. And you're in New York City and you walk outside and there's some crazy guy walking down the street in, in a dirty green coat with like a striped, muddy, ripped shirt and a crazy beard and white, poofy hair. And he's going, I'm going to get Rogan. He's like, N-word. It's like January 6th. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, calm down there, old man. This is getting a little out, out of control. It, it feels Look like the, when I read articles. Very vivid picture you just painted. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. That was, I read articles <laughs> and they use this language like stopped him from using the N word and using the N word. You know when guys trying like, to stop him. It makes me feel like this guy's wrong. playing with GI Joes, and it's the drama is in the little GI Joe action that he's doing. Like that's the drama. It's he's not like, stop real him, life. Stop him, yeah, like, make him stop. stop. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. But then I gotta accept that it's on CNN and people are reading this and thinking it's real or normal. Uh, it could, come on. If this isn't, if, if this doesn't wake somebody up, I, I don't, I think they're beyond help. They kind of yeah. like, like just, just, just hold subtly on. change that title as there's no. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but look, look, you can take this. Here, here's my tip to all of you at home. Google search the story. Why shrugging off Joe Rogan's use of the N word is so dangerous. Copy the URL up top. Go to archive.is. And you can then paste that in and look at the first version of the article, which shows you the original archived. You can also take a look at we have here at the top of the screen, archive.fo slash capital T, lowercase e, 
capital Z, lowercase y, capital X. That is the direct link to this story. And just show your naysayer friends, show your parents and your family members who don't believe you when you say the media is lying to them, and just ask them to reconcile this and explain to you what it means. Mm. And if they still, still believe and trust CNN and defend them in any way, you can just hug them and say, you know, I'm so, yeah, I'm so (laughs) sorry. So the third paragraph is actually throwing me for the biggest loop. Yeah. Saying <laughs> the, the the concept of white people not saying the N word has held America together yeah. since World War Two. Oh. <laughs> um, I hate to break it to you guys. People still say it. They're always going to say it. There's no law against saying it. And it World War Two seems so arbitrary. Like Jim Crow still exists during World War Two. Like what are they even saying? What are they talking about? Why'd they pick that? That's it's held America like- together. It's like if you were in Finland and they were like. Well, you know, what keeps America together? Well, when you ask, when I think about it, what keeps America together is that white people don't say They were storming the beaches of Normandy to keep Joe Rogan from saying the N-word. I did a a Control-F search on this article, and the phrase N-word appears 30 times in this article. Talk about propaganda. What What is this? It's, it's, look, 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 they, 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 I, I kid you not, somebody just said, I want to get the algorithm boost. I, I, I'm not kidding. I, I, I would be yeah. willing to bet a large sum of money that this guy who wrote this, John Blake, yeah. was sitting in his room and he's like bouncing his pen and he's like, I want, I want to get a million, vi- million hits. What can I do? What can How I do? do, do that? He's like, Google search. He, he, he goes to Google Trends. He looks at the top 10 phrases and he sees Joe Rogan, January 6th, and he goes, yeah, all right. I'll write that one down. And that's what he did. <laughs> I, I saw I, I'd be willing to bet that's what he did. I saw yeah. the screenshot of this headline earlier without the link, so I didn't know it was from CNN. I literally assumed it was either The Onion or Babylon Bee. Yeah. And I laughed at it. <laughs> I thought it was satire. And it, it, this is me live finding out that it's on CNN. What is up real. with white and black being capitalized? All of a sudden, so black is now it. normally capitalized. As but now look at white is, is also white yeah. capitalized. So weird, right? yeah, by this guy, it is. At oh. first, I because think it was only black that was yeah. capitalized yeah. because the references to the politics and ideology. So they're not even talking about color anymore. No or shade no. or. Whatever. But here's 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 what I want to point out too, because we did mention this a little bit. It says publicly use. All right, let's play a game. We're going to do a spelling bee real quick. Oh god! All right, uh, Daniel. Don't, don't ask me to say anything. I don't no, want no. to say. It. <laughs> ask me to spell a word. I can choose the word? No, no, no. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Tim, spell the word banana. Banana. Uh, can you use banana in a sentence? Uh, I would like to eat a banana. All right. You are, it's a noun. You are referencing that in the sentence. Now, I'm going to ask you to spell the word, and I want you to ask me to use the, the word in definition. All right? Okay. All right. Your word is oikonomia. Oikonomia. Uh, could you use it in a sentence, please? Tim Poole said the word oikonomia. <laughs> That in no way used the word. It referenced the word. In uh, I'll tell you this. Let's play, let's try again. Uh, your word is there. There. Could you use it in a sentence? Tim Poole said the word there. Now spell it. Yes. T h e y apostrophe r e. Oh no, it's the other. Oh, one. No, no. <laughs> the reason you use it. The, the reason why using a word is different from saying a word is that. When you're trying to spell it and figure out what the word is, make, making a sentence where it's like Tim Pool said the word there does not tell you which there it is. Yeah. So Joe Rogan never used the word to use it in, in, in a context of which is to insult or deride someone. He said the word in reference to other people. They, they, they purposefully do this. 
to prey on weak minds and the ignorant, to smear their political opponents, to make money, to generate outrage. And in no way is it true. It was never true. And I, I gotta say, I, I think Joe needs to sue CNN. Mm. I really, really do. Because when they said Joe Sandman take a page out of his book. Well, well, hold on. This is a factual question. And I think it needs to be expressed. So long as everyone keeps accepting that saying a word equals using it, go to go before a judge and then ask the judge. And I want the judge to answer. Okay, it's that simple. So Joe could file a suit. He, He doesn't have to do this. I get it. But I wish someone would. And he can say to the judge, your answer here will set a standard, a cultural precedent. Is saying a word the same as using the word? And if the judge says, we think CNN's description of what you did is correct, thank you. You've, you've, you've now defined it and everyone mm. knows the courts believe that saying a word means using the word. Mm. But I'd be willing to bet based on my spelling bee argument, a judge would probably be like, yeah, there's a difference between saying a word and using it. Yeah. Until someone sues for defamation, you know, gets that clarification. Now I do love, we had this conversation before about the, you know, Joe Rogan and other issues like this. And the left then claims Tim Pool, you know, does a show where he demands the right to use the N word and things like that. Well, that's, and that's the that's game next. they play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think nobody yeah. should use the N word. Never. No. Well, one of the things also going back to what we were talking about earlier on the podcast is, um, the media as a whole and how I think they're responsible for a lot of the frustration and, and animosity and anger that's brewing in the country. And you were saying how they'll never be held accountable for what they, what they have put out or they'll never make mistakes, you know, apologize. Changing the headline is is a precedent that has only come about because of the internet. Huh. Because before, if they wrote it in Time Magazine, like the famous Time Magazine, Madam President with Hillary Clinton, huh. that they published too quickly, right? It lives in perpetuity. But the New York Times has been found often going back to articles five months old, five years old, and subtly making changes. Now, if you have the print version, you know it, or this website that has the archived version. Yep. But but they don't have to stand by their reporting because even in real time, if the tide turns against it, they can just change the headline. And that's and that's not reporting now. Now you're doing opinion journalism. If you really believe his use of the N-word was like January 6th, then make that headline and, damn it, stand mm-hmm. by it yeah, and, and argue your case. But to say, like, oh, that was stupid. Let me rephrase this it. This practice of changing the headline is more dangerous than Joe Rogan saying yes. the N-word. <laughs> well said. Absolutely more yes, dangerous. Absolutely. Well said. So um, here's my pitch. The CNN article where they accused Joe Rogan of using the N-word and comparing it to January 6th is another January 6th moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that take. Yeah. That's tight. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, now, they may not have uh, died yeah. doing it. But, just yeah. but it is very dangerous yes. to our democracy. The Young Turks tomorrow. Tim Pool's <laughs> podcast saying that Joe Rogan's use of the N-word was not a January 6th moment is a January 6th yes. moment. All right. Let me play a game. And it's going to go let's, on and on let's, and, let's, and let's, on. Let's, 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 let me play a game with you guys. I'm going to read you this uh, article from CNN. Cenk Uger's use of the N-word is another January 6th moment. The TV show host, Jenk Uger, did not join a mob that forced lawmakers to flee for their lives. He never carried a Confederate flag inside the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. No one died trying to stop him from using the N-word. But what Anna Kasparian, another host in the show, and those that defend her have done since video clips of her using the N-word surface on social media is arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the U.S. Capitol. Hassan Piker breached a civic norm that has been held together, held America together since World War II. 
It's an unspoken agreement that we would never return to the kind of country we used to be. That agreement revolved around the simple rule. A white person would never be able to publicly use the N-word again and not pay a price. Hassan has said it. Anna, Anna Kasparian and Jen Kuger have both said it in the exact same context as Joe. Yep. The use of the word, word descriptively referencing someone's body of work, statements made by another person. And the funny thing is when people brought up the Young Turks, Anna said, oh, it was all taken out of context. And mm. I'm like, Anna's right. And it should not be held against her. I, I think the Young Turks Young Turk should not be criticized for criticizing other people. Papa John was criticizing Colonel Sanders and they destroyed his life over this. Mm. It's selective. The point is CNN writes the article about, about Joe Rogan, even though in the exact same context, they could have written about the Young Turks. Mm. People are defending them. Oh, but they're on the, they're on the top, they're, they're on the right side of the political hierarchy. So the media is on their side. Yeah. And that's the, the other form of media bias, which is, is more prevalent and more pernicious is the media bias by omission. So they just won't write that piece on the Young Turks. Just like today, the, the, the Today Show will just not talk about the Durham case. They'll just ignore it, pretend it didn't happen, and they'll focus about something else. Right. They didn't write anything about any of this with Joe until Robert Malone was on the show, basically. Peter yeah. McCall and Robert Malone. Right. right. I mean, the reason why people didn't freak out about these episodes where he used the N-word at the time is because people watched the full episode and they got the context. The, this Midas Touch or Patriot Takes compilation is making people freak out who don't watch the show, who have never seen the show, who don't understand the context that he was using it in. And it, it, it's insane. To your point, they omit and ignore multiple, several members of the media that have done way worse than this. I mean, it's Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Howard Stern. They've all done blackface, like literal blatant blackface. And I'm not saying I'm sitting here calling for them to be canceled or for them to write me a personal apology. I'm just saying they're ignoring people based on which side of the aisle they're on. Hmm. Justin Trudeau wore a blackface yeah, on more times, times than he can remember. Yeah, what? what? No, blackface, brownface, everything. He said face. he couldn't remember. Yeah. He doesn't know how many times he's yeah. done it. It looked like he was in a play. He was performing no, no. in brownface, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like that turban on or something. And yeah. Northam. Uh, Ralph Northam. Yeah. You know, well, he didn't even, I don't think he admitted if he was the, the clan member or the blackface. <laughs> black he wasn't in. I think the blackface is a little bit yeah. better. I think he implied that that was him, but he yeah. never admitted it was But we're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> were you the guy in the hood or the guy that's like, I'm the governor, so I shouldn't bad. be, yeah. Oh, good lord. That, that was funny. Like, it was were like, were you the clan member or were you just buddies with the clan member? Well, no, but it's like that question, like, when did you stop beating your wife? Yes. Yeah. The implication is you did. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you got a photo of Ralph Northam. He's either the guy in blackface oh, or the clan like, hood and neither is going to be good for him. We could do that skit where you're like, when did you stop beating your wife? And he's like, I didn't. You didn't oh, stop. Didn't and then stop. They, they take it as you didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. That is actually good. I, I, I did. What are you talking about? Wow. And then, you know, the governor stopped. did not stop beating wife. <laughs> That's how the media plays it. They know they do it. Let me tell you a story. There's this guy who were, who would write for the Boston Globe. And uh, this was back in, uh, I think it was like 2018. Do you guys remember the based stick man? Yeah. Yes. So at the battle, do you know about this based stick man? Nope. No. So the Battle of Berkeley. This is when they were doing the free speech rallies at the Berkeley Park in California. And Antifa showed up and was fighting. You know, they beat up a bunch of Trump supporters. So the Trump supporters came back and this guy showed up wearing a helmet, goggles, and he had, I think he had a shield, right? Like a shield and a stick. Yeah. And then when Antifa attacked, he cracked the stick over an Antifa person's head, shattering it. And the video went viral and everyone called him the based stick man. And, uh, this, this writer, this journalist I've known for a long time called him a white nationalist. 
And so I was like, well, that's weird. He was in a mixed, ra- he was in a mixed race marriage or something like mm. that. And he had a mixed race kid. And I'm like, I, I doesn't sound like a white nationalist to me. It sounds like kind of the opposite, but he was a nationalist. Mm. And so I reached out to this journalist. I knew him and I said, Hey, why did you, why did you say this guy was a white nationalist? And he goes, cause he is. And I was like, he's not, he's a nationalist, but he's, he's got a mixed race family. And then he goes, is he white? And I went, yeah. And he goes, is he a nationalist? And I said, yes. And he there goes, go. he's a white nationalist. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know what that phrase means. He was trying to imply that it was a factually true statement because he meant he was a white-skinned mm. nationalist person mm. and not a person person who believes in a country for white people, what white nationalist actually means. And that's the dirty game they play. Why? If you were to sue him, he would win because he would say, Your Honor, he is a nationalist and he is white. Yep. And it's not my fault people interpreted it the wrong way. I was referring to him being a white man at this park and being a nationalist. That's what it meant. And the judge can then say, I don't believe you. And then he can appeal and be like, you don't get to say what my intentions were. The phrase is factually true. Hmm. Now, a judge might be like, get out of here. We know what that means. That's reckless. How dare you? But if it, but with the um, Times v. Sullivan, he could argue this guy is a prominent public figure who's got a social media following. And what I said about him was true, and it was not intentional to have it. Infer- and, then, and they win. Yeah. Like the Sarah Palin thing got tossed out yeah. by a judge, actual malice, be- because of the insane standard that we have today for defamation. That you have to prove they were knowingly lying or acting recklessly, and recklessly means they were they were um, not upholding their own standards in in their uh, presentation of, uh, presentation of information. So if CNN has no standards, you can never sue them for defamation. <laughs> No, for real. And and they clearly don't have standards. I have standards right. for CNN. Does that mean yeah. anything? No. It should mean something. If CNN doesn't fact check, they can say whatever they want and say, Your Honor, this is a, this is our normal process. We believed it was true. And he's gonna and then the judge can be you, you can argue, but they didn't do any fact checking and they say, Your Honor, we don't do fact checking. Huh. We hear rumors, we publish them, that's what we do. Mm. And the judge might be like, Well, that's reckless, or he might be like, You're entitled to your opinion and to publish what you think. It feels like kids are are fighting. And I'm like, okay, they're fighting about this word and this language. When I'm like, we got asteroids bombarding the planet. The power could go out at any minute. The, the land could flood. We we have real problems. Mm. And uh, this is just – but it's like watching kids fight. And then I'm reminded the kids are in control of the military. Like the, everyone's listening to the kids. Right. And the kids yeah. get to decide which direction the nukes point. They can't pick something worse to compare it to either. It's like January 6th, January 6th. That's the worst thing ever. That's the, that's what we're worried about. That's the worst thing ever, ever is January 6th. There's so much bad crap happening. Like the firebombing in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, <laughs> that right. was bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, what was that? The move bombing. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's the bombing of, uh, uh, the Tulsa bombing. Like, yo, if you want to talk about bad things that happen in American history, we are, we are history is rife with really awful things. Yeah. yeah. And Tim, didn't they do a survey of like the average voter and everyone's like, January 6th, what the, what is that? I am not familiar with no, that. No, I at think, all. I think they did a, there was a bunch of like panels and polls that found oh, people yeah, knew yeah. what it was, but didn't care. Yeah. They were like, I don't understand how this impacts right. my life. Right. But, and you, and you raise such a good point, Ian, in that, and we do have real problems. Like there are real, like if you ever wanted to get truly depressed when you sit down and think of some of the major problems facing the country, the world, like there are some really big, heavy structural problems 
but we're fighting about you know if Joe Rogan and and we're still <laughs> we're, we're playing these little tiny games and yeah. it makes me beginning to wonder is it a, an intentional no it's because Joe Rogan makes you think about the real problems going on in the world yeah. and, and that's why they and attack him people I think don't know the solutions so they are panicking and now they're just focusing on what they what they're able to understand which is this base stuff this basic crap like racism and stuff and, and i think that's what justin trudeau is doing and when you panic in that sense and you have power you exert it the wrong way i, I think jo- justin trudeau is in panic mode and he, he he's like the little hall monitor right and i think there's a good bipartisan like sitcom that can be put together if you just play the jokes right like i'm imagining you know we're talking about whether people care about this you've got like nancy pelosi and she's in like a um what are those uh, what are those things called where they bring in a bunch of people and ask them about their products Focus group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's like looking at a focus group and there's like a bunch of people and she's like, now, now, uh, you know, we would like you to vote for us. And does her pitch and she goes, now, January 6th, I'm sure you're all very worried about this. And the guy goes, I need insulin. And she's like, yeah, 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 but January 6th. And it's like <laughs> EpiPens cost a thousand dollars. Like there are things the left and the right are both angry about. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. But January And then someone's 6th. kid's like, I'm hungry. That's there with the mom. <laughs> and then she goes, shut up. <laughs> shut up. January yeah. 6th. January 6th. It's actually like that family guy joke where Lois is like 9-11 and then yeah. everyone claps. And then, you know, they're like, but what about healthcare? And she goes, 9-11. Oh, start clapping. Yeah. It's funny how Seth MacFarlane wrote that joke, but now Seth MacFarlane is on the side of the despotic, insane Classic. people. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> you either, you either die a hero or live long, long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Yep. Except for, uh, what's his name from the Rolling Stones? What's his name? Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's no hero to me. Yes, yes. I just rewatched, uh, Dark Knight again. You know, we watched, we watched a part of it. Oh, I got halfway through. I love that movie. And, uh, it was a reference to Caesar. So the conversation they're having is, uh, uh, Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne, they're at dinner with Rachel and, uh, Harvey's, or, or Bruce Wayne's, like, you know, he brought one with him. And they're talking about whether or not the Batman is right for going out and committing acts of justice on his own. And Bruce Wayne, you know, playing dumb, he's like, who appointed, you know, the Batman? And then Harvey Dent says, we did by doing nothing. At times of emergency, the Romans would appoint someone with emergency powers to protect the Republic. And then the Rachel character says, the last person they they gave powers to was Caesar and he didn't give up his powers. And then he says, well, then you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's what that line fully references. Mm. Yeah. Because people say it all the time, but it's true. I love that movie. I'm a Christian Bale supporter. All, 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 yeah. all of these uh, uh, celebrities who are speaking out for free speech and anti-war, who have re- retained all of the gifts and powers and don't want to let it go, now have turned on the people at a moment's notice. Bernie Sanders is the best example. Mm. He said, you know, he went from fighting from the working class to, if you want to be a millionaire, write a best-selling book. It's yeah. like, oh, thanks, Bernie. And have your campaign buy all the copies of it and yeah. keep the money. Yeah. Um, Talk about dirty. That was a huge letdown. Yeah. Bernie was, you know, seen as like a regular dude. He was a po- he was a political career politician, but he seemed like somebody who wasn't interested in playing that game. But boy, as soon as they gave him a taste. And it's funny because he didn't even need the full bottle of syrup. They just gave him a little drop of maple on that <laughs> pancake. And he went nuts and said, I will do anything you say. Talk about pathetic. As much as I hate the term fighter, that we want a fighter, like, fight, you gotta fight for your rights. America really does re- seem to require a fighter mm. in, in office. It is the commander in chief of the military. Mm. So your basic job is you're the lead fighter of the fighting group. 
Um, and Bernie wasn't a fighter. No. He was just, no. he was, he just gave up whenever I think, he was challenged on big issues. Do you think they threatened him though? I, I, I do. Okay. No, I think so. I don't. So, let's yeah. talk about it because I'm, I don't know. He just seemed so genuine. And I'm not saying this as somebody who was going to ever vote for him or ever supported him. Just if I was on the left and I was a progressive socialist, I would look at him and be like, yeah, he's a genuine guy. And then he goes and endorses Hillary and it, yeah. he just takes his whooping and just lays down like a sad dog. And it just made me wonder, like, did he want to do that? Was he threatened to do that? It was no, after, I don't think he was threatened. It was after he found out they were spying on his campaign and no, he no, still no, gave no. up to her. It's very, very simple. You need only watch The Fellowship of the Ring. Huh. And it's the scene in which Bilbo Baggins sees Frodo buttoning up his shirt and the ring's there. And he says, let me hold it one last time. And he goes, Adam, that's what Bernie Sanders was. This fumbling, bumbling old nice man who happened upon the ring. And then as soon as they gave him a taste of the power, his face darkens and he's like, give it to me. And now Bernie's got multiple homes and he's a millionaire. And all of a sudden his politics change. Threatening him, they didn't need to. They said, Bernie, your book's going to sell. You're going to be rich. You're going to finally have everything you never had. You don't have to be jealous anymore. And he went, thank you, missed. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> Let's read Super Chats. Ooh. Bernie was a letdown. Oh, talk wow, about talk about a betrayal. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Go to TimCast.com. We're going to have that members-only show up around 11 or so p.m. You don't want to miss it. But more importantly, as a member, you're making sure we can keep doing all of this stuff, Right. We want to hire more journalists. We've got our, our fact-checking nonprofit is currently in the works. We're just waiting for more filing information. We're building a new facility. We're working on new shows. But all of it requires just doing the work, and um, it requires sources of funding. For all of you becoming members, it helps. It's the safest way to keep everything going, considering activists try and get us shut down. They go after our sponsors. We do have sponsors. We do make money off ads, but membership is the principal driver of our company. So it's greatly appreciated when you do become members. But as always... You know, you can always watch these show. We put them out for these shows. We put them out for free, except for those members podcast uh, podcasts, which will be up at timcast.com. Let's read some super chats. We got one super chat. I can't see your name because YouTube blocks it. Sorry, but they say truck convoy set to invade Ukraine. There you go. You're getting you're hitting all those algorithm all algorithm uh, <laughs> keywords on January sixth next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Truckers. No, no, no. <laughs> Racist trucker convoy <laughs> set to invade <laughs> Ukraine, <laughs> carrying police accused of brutality on January sixth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. You'd have to say you'd have to add a whole bunch <laughs> of other Floyd. ones. Yeah. George, George Floyd, and then just <laughs> add George Floyd at the end. All right, George Floyd. Can we just throw in something about climate change also? Yeah, just just to appease yeah. me. Like, is this the, the real cause of climate change? Yes. <laughs> just a little Greta moment. How like, dare <laughs> you? Just throw that in there. Okay, let's grab some. Just throw George Floyd in there. <laughs> it just ends with George Floyd. <laughs> that was problematic. I'm sorry. Raymond, the Turk Longwell, says, My bro, new to IRL, at first said he loved the long-haired guy, Ian. Now asked me, What's up with Ian last week? I had to LOL. I said Ian is Ian. <laughs> last week was like a surf, a surfing uh, ride for me up and down. You felt that too. That was cool. So for uh, Raymond's brother, you need to understand that Ian is like a wild card who rolls ones or twenties. Yes. Ones being critical failures and twenties being critical successes. Yep. One of the things I've noticed energy wise is the more twenties I roll, the more leniency I have to say whatever I want. And so the more chances I have to make yes. ones. So That's I've, true. I've got to hit the, tw- yeah. That's hit, a good point. Like right now, I'm talking over Lydia, which was a big mistake. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, Lydia. Can I say something yeah. real quick? I'm sorry. I got a DM, um, from, with a tweet talking about the Louisville thing from earlier. It looks like there may be a, a theory. Um, there is a tweet from one of the officers in the Bjarna Taylor case 
And he says that he's heard that the Louisville mayoral candidate assassination attempt was carried out by a well-known BLM activist. So I go to the tweet. It's by Sergeant John Mattingly on Twitter. I'm hearing Quintez Brown is in custody as a potential shooter. He's friends with... What's what's the name? John Mattingly? Yes. How do you spell it? M-A-T-T-I-N-G-L-Y. You never know Don Mattingly? Baseball fans? I love him. Uh, he's friends with Tim Finley Jr. and then a bunch of other tag people and many others. This is the same BLM protester that went missing and LMPD was accused of killing him. He wasn't dead, but apparently wants others dead. Oh, interesting. This, when, when did he tweet this? Um, 4.09 p.m. today. Mm. 4.09 p.m. It's, it, there's 24 likes on it, but... Here it is, Tim, if you want to yeah, reference it's, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it up so we can show it. The nice. problem is Twitter blocks you unless you're logged so in. So annoying. Oh. Unless someone name? has, like, the link... Specifically, I can't. I got a link. Let me send it to somebody. I can send it to Lydia right now. I yeah, I can't pull it up on the computer. Uh, interesting. Work computer, Twitter started yeah. doing something recently where if so they're not annoying. logged in, you can't view someone's uh, Twitter page. Yep, that's because uh, they're shout out. out to Flattery O'Connor. Okay, here we go. Me that. Oh, okay. Uh, is this one it? Four yeah. nine p.m. Yep. John Mattingly, Sergeant. He, so uh, I'm not familiar who this guy is. It says retired police officer, Christian conservative. This may not be true. So you know, we definitely need more confirmation on this. I would say take this a grain of salt. I, I think we definitely need more information on this one. But he's saying that uh, he's hearing Kendez Brown is in custody with a potential shooter. He's friends with Tim Finley Jr. and many others. It's the same BLM protester that went missing, and LMPD was accused of killing him. I think this is fake. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What so makes what's you think the name it's of the guy f- they have in custody? That's, an, that's, that, that's a wild story. Just that's a wild story from an account I've never heard of. It's not someone who's actively on duty. Do you think it's, it's like, fake news. Do you think it's fake, or do you just not have a? You just don't know. If I was going to make a personal assessment based on my experience covering news, I would say this is likely not true. That being said, I we just we just we just, we're hearing about this now. Someone's just sending it. We don't know. Uh, we got to look into it. Well, that's very scientific method of you. Let's test it until we can yeah. reproduce it. And- the first thing I would say is this person on Twitter is a retired officer, not actively on duty, right. and hearing a rumor is far from worth reporting. The one thing that made me actually want to read the dm was that the person i don't know this this to be true because i've never heard of this person but the person who sent me the tweet was saying that this was an officer that worked on the brianna taylor case in some huh. capacity so i'm sure um, so until we have you know better confirmation yeah. you know but well but i think people can take it with a grain of salt start digging online and seeing if you can find anything else for the time being i'd say my personal assessment is i would I, the first thing i would do when i see something like that is i'd start you have to do a ton of research before we can get anything close to a confirmation on that. And I think you got to be really careful because if people start immediately jumping into accusing Black Lives Matter of being involved in this, then you fall on your face when this, it's proven wrong. This is what they yeah. call a lead in the industry. It may lead to a dead end. That's right. Yeah. And then if you come out right now and say that cop said this, look at what this cop said, and then a day later they'll be like that was fake news, you'll be accused of being fake, of being a liar, of being a propagandist, and you will lose credibility. That's why I stay off these things. That's why I didn't fall for the Covington kids, kids thing. I had people sending me the Covington kids stuff, and I was like, what is it? And they're like, look what the kid's doing. I'm like, what's he doing? They're like, well, he's looking at that guy. Look what he's doing. And I was like, bro, unless you can tell me how he got there, why it happened, I'm not going anywhere near that. Mm. And then I started looking into it, and sure enough, I see the video of the, the, the Native American dude walking up to the kid. And then I'm like, y'all are crazy. And then I put out a video, and I was like, it was, you know, I got to be honest. Conservatives. We're criticizing those kids, liberals, conservatives, and everyone in between. And for a while, I was like, what is going on? Like, everyone is wrong on this. I don't care. I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to 
profane outrage over I, this. I saw an article that said the Native American guy, Nathan, I think his name was, yeah. was a Vietnam veteran, but then it turned out he was like a refrigerator repairman in like, in like Nebraska. Yeah, 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 during Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. So he was in the army. And he had he stated on streams he was a Vietnam vet. And he said and Vietnam era veteran. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Keyword oh, era. Most of some stolen yeah. valor there, baby. All right, let's read some more. Nathaniel Meek says, Canada has declared martial law, banned the uses of cryptocurrency, and demanded insurance companies cancel policies of protesters. You may be covering the wrong story to lead with. The issue was the escalation of violence. And it was, it was, it was, we talked about it. We do. We were like, which, what's the lead story? And think someone trying to kill somebody when politics are getting this hot. I don't know. It was like, and, and not, not to mention too, like there's only so many letters you're allowed to, only characters you're allowed to put in a title on YouTube. All right. DTQC says the law Trudeau Jr. used, uh, Trudeau, Castro Jr. What? Yeah, uh, uh, never mind. It's not the one that was used by his father. It's not the one his father used, but a less controversial version. The army won't be called, but given the militarization of the police, this means nothing. Oh, that's yeah, a good go. point. And the way that they have cyber control, too. That's another form of military that didn't really exist mm. when probably when that law was written. Digga, uh, Digaboom says, Alex Jones mentioned Democrats getting attacked as an excuse for more restrictions on the U.S. like six months ago. Fed's CAA behind it. Well, I don't know if uh, Alex Jones is speculating a lot, uh, on these things. But uh, I, I think we can put it simply, if politicians get attacked, you will see hard restrictions fast. Yes. So this stuff's all bad, all bad. Whoa, what is this? Was it uh, Ivic, uh, Ivic Scom says, a big shout out to Mock from Chicks on the Right who had a stroke during their live podcast this morning. So scary. Sorry to hear it, man. I hope everyone's all right. Stay healthy, Mock. Let's see. Some of these are spicy. Wow. Rain says, I hope this isn't premature. Uh oh. But 15 minutes in and Ian is rolling straight 20s every time so far, Ooh. hoping this sticks all night. <laughs> Mostly did, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. I think I did one that was really bad. I'm going to look at it earlier. <laughs> which, which one? Tape. It was like about 40% of the way through the show. That's how I think of it in terms of when I recall. You're like, did I just say something stupid? Yeah, I said something that was fault. It faltered. Hmm. It wasn't a critical success. It was not a critical success. <laughs> it was because this weekend was so relaxing and enjoyable. It's too relaxed. Yeah, it revitalizes you. It gets you gets yeah. you going. You know what I mean? I'm wiped out, by the way. Yeah. Like, you guys we went, went snowboarding. To the casino yeah. after. You guys just kept going all day. Yeah, but the casino was just like sitting there doing nothing. I was looking in your eyes before you guys went like, uh, no, 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 my fatigue, Tim. You, you've said that before, but if you're, if the casino is not a quiet place to re, re relax and rejuvenate. It's not lo noisy and loud and there's smoke and there's lights and there's bings and, and so oh. you need a time to do nothing, like really nothing in quiet. And to say, well, I was just at a casino. I didn't do much physically. You're sitting in a chair for eight hours. Just like Doesn't sitting matter. there, sipping on a Stimulus, water. stimulus, noises, people, yeah. smoke. And, and uh, Were you playing a game? Of course. So you're concentrating. I want a lot of money. Well, you're concentrating. <laughs> that's not that's not relaxing. You should build yeah, one of those. But I don't know. tired because you need but, to relax. But, but compared to what I normally do, that's mm. that's relaxing. I, it's, maybe. <laughs> but everyone, yeah. ne everyone needs... Different things are relaxing to different people. I mean, when I'm... Yo, when it's... I'm, it's, it's Oh, sorry, go ahead. When I'm, when I'm competing, I compete in wrestling and jujitsu. When I'm on the mat, that is like literally, I'm, I'm focused, I'm relaxed, I'm cool, I'm calm. I feel like 
it's an outlet for me. I feel relaxed. I'll be sore. My body will be sore afterwards, but I'll feel mentally relaxed and relieved afterwards. I think, you know, for some people with the casino, if you're relieving some stress, getting some stress out there, it could be relaxing. I love that you compete in wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Now let's see those nails. I'm like, how, how do you do <laughs> Not that? Not when I compete. <laughs> Dude, you should watch wow. it flip somebody on their head. <laughs> I literally just did these today. That's, so. that's, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good point here from Shane. He says, how many people only know know about the Durham report because Trump said what he did about mm. the death penalty yeah. with media blackout my guess is many good point that's actually a really good point yeah. there's a lot of people who are now going what they have the death penalty for what and they read the story and they're like Durham report so it may not work for everybody but Trump may get some people you know that's a very very good very good insight from that yeah. guy I yeah. think he raises a very good point yep I love this quote. Heckles Jekyll says, it's a big club and you ain't in it, George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also said, it's the same club they use to beat you, beat you over the head with. Yes. And there's a lot, there's a lot more to that. That's but George Carlin really, really was, was just fantastic. Yeah. Let's grab some super chats. Grant Thompson says, I'm not Japanese. However, I find the why do we have a military base in Japan question to be really ignorant. It's not like you dropped an atomic bomb on them twice and made them sign a constitution <laughs> to not have a standing army again. Yeah, that's but that's fair. over now, isn't it? That's fair. They've been allowed to have their own army for a few years or it, something? It's not remotely ignorant. I know the history of why we're there, but I'm saying so you never get to reevaluate military decisions 70 <laughs> right. years later? Right. Right? I mean, I mean, we have military decisions from the Civil War, from, from the Revolutionary War. So yeah. if we're not allowed to reassess our current status of forces around the world, then, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in forever pacts or agreements. Right. Ghost Crusader says, Tim, I have to correct you on Bolton. Trump hired him during Rocket Man's tough talks. Trump hired him because everyone knew he was a war hawk. It was for optics. Still was a bad decision. Agreed. Uh, agreed on everything. Yeah. yeah. Trump was trying to look big. It was also, I think, Sheldon Adelson. Was that who it was? Wanted him uh, to hire Bolton. This, it's been reported. I don't know if I believe this stuff. It's really, really hard these days because like CNN will come out and they'll be like, you know, Donald Trump does backflip. And I'm like, I just don't believe you. Sheldon Adelson, the the the, the financier, the, the casino magnet, right? Is that who it is? Yeah. OK. I had a report, you know, he was, you know, behind it. Yeah. Like he was advising yeah. Trump, like, look, you know, hire this guy and yeah. Trump trusted him or something like CEO that. CEO of Las Vegas Sands Corporation. Yeah. yeah. But or, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I read it on some article and you never know was. these days. Yeah, I think oh, he's, he's he passed, died. Right? He died in January 11, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's read what we got here. Patricia Swisher says, read further. Canada is seizing funds and forcing crowdfunders payment processors to report. Yeah, we mentioned that. I love Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada. Canada. Do, do you think they'll be able to do to crypto? Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. Will they be able to do to crypto what they're able to do with things like GoFundMe and uh, uh, give, pay, go, no. whatever it is. Like, I mean, no, nope. they'll be playing whack-a-mole with crypto if they do that. No, no. You, don't, you don't think no. it will be able to be can, seized they, in the same way, even uh, though it's, even though it's it digital. It can be seized, yeah. Um, it's a lot harder, but when they kick your door in and crack you over the head with a baton and black bag you and then drag you out into a van and say, give us the keys to your accounts, mm. you probably do it. Yeah. So if they want it, they'll get it. But will the government will be able to seize it as easily as they can seize your no. your Bank of America account? No. What's going to happen, though, is for ease, people are going to start setting up uh, exchange accounts to hold their crypto. Uh, look, if you have a million dollars in cash, 
you know, it's like, it's, it's surprisingly small. People don't realize this. Like if you ever actually look at hundred dollar bills and it's like a small thing, it's like not that much money. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not that volume. That's a slight vol- flex. He's like, yeah. I know what a million dollars in cash looks like. No, I was watching, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was watching this like video online and it was like showing a man next to like, piles mm. of money. Mm. And it was like in movies, they open a briefcase and it's like a million dollars. But if they, I think it was maybe Adam ruins everything. They open the briefcase and there's like a small little pile in the middle of the briefcase. But anyway, if you have that and you bury it in the woods somewhere, yeah, the government can't seize it. They don't know where it is. Mm. They can try and find it and try and figure out how to get it. If you let someone else hold your money, like a bank, yeah, the government's going to walk up and be like, give me the money. And the bank's going to be like, you got a boss. Here you go. And now your money's gone. Mm. This is what people are going to do. It's easier to have your money in an exchange than it is to personally hold it in your own wallet or to hold the keys or to cold store or anything like that. So like anybody else, they'll put their money in, in a bank in the crypto version of it. And the government will go to that and say, block them out. And they'll lock your account, and then you have nothing. Mm. I could see, like, if you put all the crypto on your personal wallet, and then you sent a bunch onto cold storage, and then you took your cold storage keys, and you went and buried them in your backyard, they might not be able to find those keys when they come, if they come, and they're like, give us the keys. You're like, I don't know where they are anymore. I lost them. But they're still going to have evidence that you, the money was yours, and you moved it to another account. Mm. That's, that, that's a thing. With cash, someone can give you cash, and no one knows you had it because it's a physical object. With crypto, in almost every circumstance, almost, they'll be able to know you did take the money. And you'll say, I don't know where it is, but they'll be like, BS, you took it. They can mm. charge you for it. Mm. They can say, here's the evidence, Your Honor, they got the cash. Whereas, can't do that with cash. Cashless society will not be fun, my friends. When everyone's got a social credit score, and then one day it's like your score dips below 200 and your bank account gets locked. And it's like, to improve your score, do social good. Huh. You know, and it'll say things Shake like... your neighbor's hand. No, no, no. It'll be like, no, if you go one if you go one day without uh, increasing your carbon footprint, you hmm. earn one point. Hmm. So it's like they lock your bank account, but it's like, don't worry. Now you won't increase your carbon footprint, per, put, footprint for a day. And by tomorrow, you'll be able to buy again. That'll be life. Yeah. I love those reports where it's like, if you buy a gun, your score goes down. You see that? No. Yeah. If you buy a score, your if you buy a gun or alcohol or cigarettes, your yeah. ESG goes down. Yeah. Oh boy! If you're buying I'm carbon, car- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must have, my score must be zero. Yeah, that's all, all I buy are gun, alcohol, and cigarettes. Yo, people, we you just cannot let the ESG stuff happen. People don't realize. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, unemployable. You're gonna have no bank account. There's not gonna be any cash. And the only food you're gonna get, you're, you're going to get, is going to be from a shelter, and it's going to be trash, garbage food. It's like you'll you'll live outside of these gigantic homogenized Borg cities, where you'll have no access. But but I will say, the parallel economy is being built. Yes. So I've heard that they're going to be training kids and adults to code in the future and, and for the metaverse, and conscript them as slaves to build the system while they're inside it. Jeez, that's exciting. Yeah, this is Allison McDowell's uncovered this idea this is terrifying all right let's read some more tim jakes's correction the kgb is now called the svr the fsb is internal security svr is external there's also the gru military so the three russian intel services are svr gru and fsb oh thank you very much very 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 good good to know matt says scratch the surface of the internet and you'll find believable theories that trudeau is the son of fidel castro might explain his motivation to be a charismatic and feared dictator. Thoughts? I have not looked into it at all, but I will say, I saw a picture of Trudeau and Castro side by side, and I'm like, they got the same nose. It is a striking (laughs) resemblance. And he looks nothing like his quote-unquote dad either. They got the same nose. It's true. They got the same hair. Mm. But I'd have to look into it. 
Because there's a lot of crazy stuff on the internet. It's like Prince Harry is not the son of Charles and all those things. So Pierre adopted Justin from Fidel as like a diplomatic. He doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know. Fidel and Pierre's wife were hanging out. Yeah. Smoking Cuban cigars, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Weren't they friends? Were they friends? I don't know. Look it up. Look it up. I'm pretty sure they. There's a picture of him with her. Yeah. She's got her hand on his arm and everything. Oh, I'm telling you. They doing it. Trudeau's mom. There's yeah. a picture. Yes. Oh, Look it up. that makes me believe it. Yeah. No, no, believe that it. makes me believe yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it definitely happened. Yes. No, no it, it definitely. It's happened. totally true. Wow. <laughs> the surprising life of Justin Trudeau's party loving mom. Uh huh. Whoa. This yep. is cool. Mm-hmm. I, Margaret Trudeau. Close friend. Got a picture Castro. of her with. Yeah, there's pictures of her hanging out with Castro. That's her. <laughs> and that's his dad on the other side. Pretty Castro friendly right there. in between them. Yeah, it's pretty well. Wild. Canada always had relations with Cuba, Dude, right? Like I think did, ca- yeah. Canada never severed she's, diplomatic ties. She's with laughing with her arm around him, with yeah. her arm on his uh-huh. bicep, with her hand on his bicep. That's oh my what gosh, I'm talking with, about with her with with their son. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> is that little Justin as a baby? Oh, she's got Dude. her hand on his arm. I don't I'm know. Telling you, like this one, this one that goes viral all the time. Yep. Justino. Oh. Sus. Whoa. Sus. All right, you don't put your hand on somebody like that. That's evidence I needed. You don't do that normally. Not unless you look like the, have. They, look at the the mustache they put on him. That's great. God. Is that Justin Trudeau's dad? Yeah, yeah Pierre. That's Pierre. That's Pierre. Yeah. Yo, they Yikes. got Justin Trudeau's got Castro's nose. He looks like man. Castro. His dad does a- Wait, is that a young? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> this is a fun rabbit wow. hole. What is this? At this Yo. point, I'm pretty much like, yeah. This isn't edited. This is no. better. I than don't I've know. Seen, Maybe man. it is. No, it's not edited. This is my favorite but the conspiracy nose is theory. Exactly. That's the what same. I'm saying. Look at that nose. The eyebrows, even like. Oh I think with goodness. facial hair, they look freaking identical. Wow. Yeah. Now we just got to find out when it's his mom was hanging theory. out with Castro and when yeah, he was the born. timeline lines up. Wow. Yep. How old is Justin Trudeau? Probably like fifty three, fifty. Sure, how old he is, dude? There's a picture of is that Justin Trudeau that Castro is carrying next to Trudeau's mom? I don't know. Or you got that picture too? Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's him. Yeah, that one. His his mom's is right that? next to the on the right, but she's out of the cropped out of this one. And that's yeah. Justin Trudeau's dad. Yeah, it's he looks nothing like nothing like, him. like no. Justin. Yo, what? Oh my gosh. Well, I think we just cracked it, guys. <laughs> I think we cracked it, guys. <laughs> I think we did it. Wow. His dad looks like. <laughs> Look at this. He looks nothing Francois like his dad. Mitterrand. His, yeah. his dad looks like like. He's like a French guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Justin him. Trudeau looks nothing like this guy. Yeah. Wow. Castro looks yeah. so happy when he's with her too. Mm. Yeah, look, I gotta be honest. If you show this people who don't know who these guys are, <laughs> and you take, like, people are gonna be like, what are they brothers or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, for real. They look Grandpa a lot alike. Grandson? I don't know. He doesn't look anything like his his dad, though. So-called dad. Right? Isn't that weird? Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm not asserting anything by it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great theory. I love it. But they, I, I saw this. I was like, they got the same nose. Look at that. Yeah, sure do. They got the same nose. Well, and they they have the same proclivity to, to just silence protesters. So, yeah. Yep. There you go, man. It's a crazy <laughs> world that we live in, huh? Fun little aside. Is that against YouTube's rules to accuse Justin Trudeau of being Fidel Castro's oh, son? Oh, boy. I no, think no. To, <laughs> to suggest it might be is totally fine. I think you can, uh, you can probably accuse... People's of their of their ge- genetic hair. People are calling him yeah. Trudeau with an X. Yeah. Or no, or, uh, Castro. Yeah, Castro with, with an EAU. That's yeah. what it is. So I guess the question is, did you use it or did you say it? You know, like the N word. <laughs> what did you do right now with with just with this accusation? Did you make the accusation or did you just? I reported. Yeah, it. I reported the accusation. There you yeah, go. Context is yeah, everything. Context. There you go. Just looking at pictures, just asking questions. All right, Joe Taylor says, Ian, the photo showed Trudeau at a 2001 Arabian Nights themed party wearing a turban and dark makeup and sticking out his tongue. Awesome. 
Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank awesome. you for the not the what happened, but thank you for clarifying. <laughs> awesome. Context. All right. Proto says, look up 1979 Tractorcade. It contains a lesson. Even when the government has acquiesced, it tends to return to business as usual. Interesting. Mm. Ray Corrin says, you are all wrong about why we have bases all over. Ask the sons of our men that died in France, Germany, Italy, Korea, and fighting Japan. We paid with blood to defend them when they could not, or to defend, uh, to defeat, or to defeat the Nazis and Japanese. Keep in mind that Eisenhower knew the risk we were taking when we set up this liberal economic order, and he knew that if we let the mil- that it take over, that it was going to get really, really, really bad. And he tried to warn people. Eisenhower, yeah, the military-industrial complex. Yeah, in his farewell speech when he left office, yeah. he remember, was remember, the general in the Eastern Theater. Remember when that dude? Yeah, he wasn't that big. Remember when that dude <laughs> alleged that a group of bankers were trying to take over the country? Oh yeah, the the federal so Medley Butler was that his name? The banker plot. When was oh, that? Yeah. I know very little yeah. about that. He was like, a bunch of bankers are trying to take over and subvert the United States. Huh. And they tried recruiting me to do it. Interesting. And they were like, well, I don't know about all that. Mm. And then like a bunch of bankers met on Jekyll Island and created the Federal Reserve. Oh, I didn't know Smedley Butler. They were trying to get him involved. Is that what the story is? I'm not getting it wrong. I don't know. Look it up. I don't know. Again, you Google but the guy's name? Smedley Butler's a guy. He was, like, he look, was a... Google, uh, Google the banker plot. Okay. Yeah, the banker the plot. The banker plot, yeah. While Ian Googles to, to, to politely... Uh, contradict your 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 super chat to say again. I'm I'm not saying I don't know why those bases weren't erected after the war. I'm just saying that 70 years later, you're allowed to reassess what is happening. I made perfect sense. Maybe it made more sense in 1945 and 1955, but it's 2022. And to say, well, you know, we paid in blood. I know a lot of Turner men fought in those wars too. But you are allowed to reassess your military decisions. You're almost yeah. ent- entitled to and probably have to. Right? Don't you have to? Every decision at a certain point? You're right. It's in the business plot. It's a political conspiracy. Plot. Yeah. 1933 in the United States to overthrow the government of President Franklin D. Roosevelt and install a dictator. Retired Marine Corps General, General Smedley Butler asserted that wealthy businessmen were plotting to create a fascist veterans organization with Butler as its leader and use it as a coup d'etat to overthrow Roosevelt. That's oh, wow. So that was well after the Federal Reserve, though. Yeah. 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 About 20 years after yeah. it was formed. All right, David uh, Nagel says the Joe Rogan article is based on the February 7th Homeland Security update, which makes Joe Rogan a terrorist based on mis, dis, or malinformation. Check it out. It's really crazy. Yeah, I covered it over mm-hmm. on my YouTube.com slash Timcast channel. If you're not subscribed there, you can check out that channel and YouTube.com slash Timcast News. But uh, I talked about that. It's crazy. They said basically anyone who is producing or sharing information that uh, subverts confidence in the U.S. government is an extremist. Yikes. Dude, talking Yikes. about this business plot and this fascist coup, uh, basically there was a lot of fascist uprising in the early 30s. Um, you know, you had Italy, obviously, Mussolini, Hitler in, in, uh, Germany, and then the Spanish, the Spanish Civil War is 36 to 39. Yeah. It looks like these bankers, it worked in Spain. And it maybe in the United States it failed, but that there was like a global, because there's a global movement to create fascist governments all over the place at that time in history. Let's talk about this. In the member segment. Oh, yeah. And I want to talk about this tweet from the ATF where they tell people <laughs> to turn on their exes and rat them oh, out for illegal gun God. activity. Happy Valentine's hey. Day from your beloved ATF. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. I think it, I think that this, the conversation will be interesting. So head over to TimCast.com and sign up to be a member today. Uh, your membership helps sustain everything we're doing. It helps us expand and do more work. So if you really find it valuable, 
10 bucks a month, be a member and watch our members only segments. We would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL on Instagram. You can follow me over there at Timcast. You want to shout anything out, Daniel? Uh, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, PTF. Uh, thanks for having me on. Always a good conversation. Right on. Olivia Rondo, that's R-O-N-D-E-A-U. I'm on Twitter at Rondo Olivia, Instagram at Rondo.Olivia. I wanted to shout out a friend of mine, Cur- uh, Curtis, who did this art on my shirt, his curry hobo. He did the art for Aubrey Marcus's new film, oh, Alone cute. in the Dark. Yeah. What is that? This is uh, Sadit Bodhisattva is his name. Just an incredible dude. You guys can check out his stuff at curryhobo.minds.com. And it's a form of a Minds Pro uh, network where you can kind of create your own domain within the Minds server and your own, like, uh, your own, um, I guess, custom website out of it. It's really cool. You got to join Minds Pro. It's got, like, subscription services, too, and stuff. And you can go to minds.com slash pro if you want to set up for that. So you can go check me out at iancrossland.net, and I'll see you later. Very cool. And I will say before I close, I just wanted to touch on this because that guy's tweet, that retired police officer, it says, I'm hearing Quintez Brown is in custody as a potential shooter. That is true. Then he says a bunch of people he's friends with. I don't know about that. He is correct that this is the same BLM protester that went missing. Wait, wait, it's true that the guy's in jail. It is true that this is the guy that was charged. So what's the confirmation on that? So, yeah, so that is from the Courier Journal. I guess just, I guess it's so the, a BLM paper. protester was charged. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's wow. correct. That's the guy. Queen there we go. Jones. That's all we needed. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that we know the facts. I don't know who that guy is or what his source is or if he's friends with these other people, but it's really easy to look this stuff up and I recommend everybody do it. If you're not sure, do a little Absolutely. Google research. It's all out there. It's easy we'll, to we'll, do. I think we'll pull that one up to get started on the members segment. We'll get into Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Pull that one sure. that's, that's very important. Yes. Journalists are very, very bad at doing this and something about Twitter means that people can't Google things. So I really recommend <laughs> all you guys do it if you ever have a question about it. Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter for more deep wonderful insights like this at Sarah Patchlitz and boundminds.com. I've got one last super chat I find interesting. Chris says, Justin isn't Fidel's son. Margaret Trudeau met Fidel in 1976. Justin was born in 1971. Uh, the baby in the pick is Justin's younger brother, Michael. Wow. You see? There you go. Very cool. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Go to TimCast.com. We're going to talk about this BLM thing, assassination, whatever. This is crazy stuff. And uh, thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all there. Bye, guys.